0: Welcome to Whacker Slaps, where we look back into the annals of 2000s indie music to determine if an album or a band or an entire musical movement was actually good or just a product of the hype machine of that time like all great podcasts this is a direct spin-off of a very unhinged group text that we've had going on for years that simply refuses to die all right let's meet the peter and bjorn to my john
1: hey i'm noah i'm the wild man
2: i'm adrian i'm the true believer
0: and i am your host caleb and i could care less Good stuff. That is good stuff. And Adrian,
1: wait in the words of New
0: Bar. In the
2: yes, in the immortal words of Mr. Sebado himself, just give me
0: indie rock. <laughs> good stuff, bros. <laughs> Episode three, uh, we've made it. That's that's really good. We got two in the can.
1: Third, third album and, number three. Kind
0: yeah, really tr- relevant of more,
1: by then, I was, or?
0: Yeah, I was thinking more in terms of trilogies. Like, so where does our trilogy of podcast episodes stand? Are we more like Bowie's Berlin trilogy? Or are we like the three ninjas movies <laughs> No,
1: this is our, uh, Velvet Underground self-titled episode.
0: Oh, uh, as in third album. Yeah. yeah.
2: See, I think this is part of our tetralogy. I think we're setting up a, uh, a universe and, uh, I'm really excited to see where it goes. <laughs>
0: that's good that's good let's so hope that. jj
1: doesn't get his fucking hands on this trilogy
0: yeah i uh i already like wrote out a little contract and shit i get to sell right <laughs> for any sort of other discipline whether it be movies tv whatever well, oh, we'll we did sign that.
2: our power of attorney over to you for some reason yeah
0: yeah we'll talk <laughs> off mic up. you
2: axel rosed us somehow. <laughs> Yep.
0: Yeah. Good luck trying to get your Chinese democracy off the ground.
1: Uh, Caleb, do you want me to do my little spiel, or? Yeah,
0: yeah. You know, um, before you know, we get started and we uh, go into what we're reviewing this week. Yeah, why don't you just give us a little bit of a, um, a little bit of a rundown of the concept of our little show here.
1: So basically, just because this we're still in the early go here, just to give you an idea, we're using PitchforkMedia.com as a jumping off point. And we kind of reference what they hyped at the time in the uh, 2000s. Uh, and today we're doing the 2003 album, The Rapture Echoes.
0: Echoes. Not to be confused with the Pink Floyd greatest hits that also came out this year, I believe. Or I, and you or I got for Christmas that year. And you <laughs> took my bit i was gonna do the
1: sorry guys i listened to uh pink floyd echo's greatest hits
0: oh uh, shit it stepped on the bit that's the first my, time it's happened though
1: my slapper of that album is see emily play
0: yeah it's a, good call i like their early shit
1: yes disc one right there's two yeah, yeah.
2: it's two discs they lost me at division bill yeah that poster yeah, people, uh, people
1: remember like that poster that. that thing was everywhere the Division one. Bell.
2: I don't think you're legally allowed to live in a dorm unless you had one of uh, that or uh, wish you were here, right? Yeah.
0: Wish the you Division here. Bell has like the weird, like Easter Island looking. Yeah,
1: yeah it's probably cultural appropriation
0: sometimes. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, yeah. So as Noah introduced the album that we're doing, the Rapture uh, Echoes, 2003. Um, so I'm going to turn it over to our in-house producer and historian, Adrian, to give some more deets on the on this album.
2: All right. Well, um, take it away,
0: Professor.
2: (laughs) Let's, uh, yeah, let's dive into some history here. So let's go over the Pitchfork review first. They gave it a score of 9.0, which, you know, pretty good. Uh, It did get a Best New Music. This was in the early days of the Best New Music, uh, 2003. I think it started about mid 2003. The review itself was written by Ryan Schreiber, you know, founder of Pitchfork, the man. Papa, 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 Pitchfork. Um, And here's just a little excerpt that I pulled from uh, the review. Bands like the Rapture have sent their message. The rock show was not meant to be a collegiate study. We have all stopped caring what snotty academics find acceptable, because now there is a real, true, palpable fun, and it is the greatest liberation. You people at shows who don't dance, who don't know a good time, who can't have fun, who sneer and scoff at the supposed inferior. It's you this music strikes a blow against. We hope you die bored.
0: Whoa. So, um, pretty, you know, yeah. fighting words there. I re- I read it. This is the first time I actually went back and read one of the reviews for the albums you are doing. Yeah, it was like really angry. He like talks shit about pavement in it. Yeah. Like- it's like he's <laughs> he, like, coming. Shit f- about like, yeah. He's like he's- coming for the indie guys. He's like, yes. man, fucking hands in your pocket. You don't, you don't even fucking dance.
1: And <laughs> again, we have this, hands especially in Especially in the early days of these pitchfork reviews, when they were really starting to catch steam, we have that planting the pitchfork in the ground thing, where he's—it almost sounds like he's attacking like the rock critics, like Gen X rock critics, where it's like, guys, just lighten up at these shows, just fucking dance, like you can <laughs> you can make friends with the bands now, type of thing, almost.
0: Yeah. yeah. Um, so what uh, what about what's the background on this album? Where where kind of where did it come from? So th-
2: this is an interesting one because the band itself, um, well, let, let's start with where it was recorded. It was recorded at, in 2003 at Plantain Recording House in Manhattan, uh, which I believe was the in-house uh, studio for the producers, the DFA, James Murphy and Tim you know, pretty famous in their own right at this point. They were all just starting off. Uh, and it was co-produced with the band themselves. Uh, it was actually released on DFA Records uh, and Universal Music on September 8th, 2003. Uh, and it was their debut full length. But it's interesting because these guys were originally a part of the indie rock and sort of punk rock scene in San Diego. Uh, which if you know any of those bands from the late 90s from San Diego, there's a lot of hardcore bands and stuff that are just really abrasive and loud and obnoxious. And there's
0: Broken's and...
2: Yeah, totally. So yeah. they were part of that scene. Where are um, the Blood
1: Brothers from? They're, they're from, from Seattle. Seattle.
2: Yeah. Okay. No, so actually, coast. it's a nice uh, it's a nice segue because after after uh, kind of busting out of the San Diego scene, they moved to Seattle, signed with Sub Pop. Uh, which is an interesting fit. Although at the time, I think Sub Pop was kind of going through a little bit of a renaissance and trying to get different acts on there. But um, after a little brief stint in San Francisco, they moved to New York and that's where they met the dudes from the DFA, Tim and James Murphy. Papa Murphy. (laughs) Papa Murphy. Yeah.
0: He's my first employer.
2: (laughs) And and then it was also in New York where they they found their bassist and the lineup kind of solidified after being a little bit Uh, nebulous before this originally the 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 dfa dudes they had to convince the band to kind of go into this more dance oriented direction because before this they were a lot noisier a lot more abrasive a lot closer to kind of the post-punk stuff than sort of the dance punk stuff that would you know emerge later their first release with the dfa was actually house of jealous lovers the the single which arrived a whole year before this album so
0: was that a was that a cuss single
2: uh i i you know i don't know i i'm sure it was a white label because those guys are you know do it up all correct but uh it was a white
1: tape i believe
2: (laughs) but yeah so then uh so they released the that single it kind of blew up it was sort of a little bit of a hit in sort of in the indie rock circles and it, it built buzz around the band but um even though this record was kind of in the can for a little while it wasn't released until september and uh but once it was released it got huge critical acclaim pitchfork gave it this great review and then eventually it would give uh, pitchfork would give it album of the year for 2003 Ooh, i pull whoa. a little excerpt from um, from the the pitchfork blurb uh, and he says uh, it which was actually by schreiber again and he says when this era enjoys its renaissance in 15 years we will remember this album nothing says 2003 more Clock so is
1: pretty ticking interesting on that
2: one <laughs> calling yeah Hey dude,
0: that's i like think a, we
1: missed the 15 year window
0: <laughs> yeah well that's like speaking of things that kind of aged out i like you know we always have like the segment what was their deal and i think that you you more than cover that so i guess like the deal that i want to talk about was dance punk as a oh, yeah. tag or whatever oh, yeah. um i mean yeah. their shit that's been called dance punk since like the late 70s with like you know liquid liquid i mean
1: punk was always dance people always danced at punk shows it's
0: a it's Mm -hmm. inherently a stupid term but i mean we can't pretend that there wasn't like an outcropping of bands you know from this era um that i don't think the sound or the craze really made it to 2018 sorry scribes but yeah (laughs) so you know what do you guys remember of that as a as a just as a trend as like a kind of yeah a,
1: so a, i
0: underground music or even i feel like it even got above ground you know i think there are some yeah for sure bands.
2: some of those bands did blow up pretty big
1: i've heard yeah. fer- i forgot about so many of those bands but if you look at that top 50 of 2003 the pitchfork it's heavily skewed to like electronic kind of dancey stuff like in that in that top within the top 10 there's a bunch of electronic stuff um it's just hard for a a dance punk genre it's so youth oriented that the bands themselves age out of that and then like once you stop going to like house parties like you're not going to be like bumping this music very often like
0: that's yeah, a little cringy i would say now it's like <laughs> you tried to but there's
1: some butt. good shit like i totally forgot about like that band uh mew the like afro finger and jail album
0: yeah that's great oh, yeah. That, one,
1: that was in the top Like 20. liars
0: was really good I, I would kind of put liars in that liars like, yeah but definitely were spazzed out and yeah were fun and,
1: and but then yeah. too the genre almost went kind of pop immediately where you have like panic at the disco is like a kmart version of this shit <laughs>
0: Yeah, I've had it that perfect, this was like a um, they're like a tween like emo band.
1: I know, but they kind of like the Killers or something. Say yeah, like they that. kind of yeah, the Killers or like the yeah. like
0: even like the Bravery and like moving units. Oh,
1: the Bravery.
0: Yeah, well, it's, they,
1: they, it's they, kind of, they seem
0: more like assembled projects rather than coming out of like some sort of underground or like you know yeah. coming out of a different scenes from like different musical approaches. They kind of seemed like oh yeah let's go get some leather jackets and fucking asymmetrical mm-hmm. hair and get some funky uh, it, baselines going shake her little butts
2: <laughs> totally uh i think that um with he, he calls it out in the review actually he, he he specifically says that like dance punk as a genre like appeared it blew up and then it just burned out in kind of you know into nothingness and it was as noah said it kind of it, it, it blew up and then it become became part of a, the pop landscape and then it you know then that was it from there uh and then which is interesting because this record like came out right as that bubble was bursting i think after all these bands like you're saying caleb moving units there's tons of these bands and certainly liars is a great example of this where they did it really well they're closer to the kind of original spirit of post-punk i think yeah, Especially more on first record, more um, wire
1: influence or something. Totally, totally, and, broken down version of this.
2: And uh, Schreiber pulls it out, uh, does does uh, call them out as well as uh, Street HUd, uh, which was actually the first record to get a best new music. Is um, I forget the title off the top of my head, but. So there was good, there was good artists in the genre, but there was a lot of crap that came out just and and a lot of it was inspired by House of Jealous Lovers, you know? That single yeah. dropped and people were like, just as the as the as the review is saying, is like, oh shit, like it's cool to fucking dance now. Like, what the fuck? Let's do it. Yeah. But a lot of them just did it really badly. It was yeah. Really badly.
0: Yeah. yeah like that didn't age well, that were like the faint you like go back and listen <laughs> they are like on saddle creek so they're like on a scene label you know like <laughs> ohio and-
1: ohio stop with your music it's terrible. nebraska or nebraska. yeah whatever all that
0: shit. <laughs> same shit same, <laughs> same fucking <difference>. flyover country
1: <laughs> yeah same you guys don't make squares. good music i'm sorry that's
0: the thing they were kind Out of, of cheeky like oh we don't even <laughs> use fucking guitars like we're post it's like we're all electronic and that was like a gimmick and that's like people I knew that were all into that band and yeah, you know, I was into them for a time, but it's like, um, that was the gimmick. It's Like they don't use guitars. They're like dance and punk music without guitars. So it's like, so they just sound cold and uninteresting.
1: Yeah. And they also took a lot of it, Caleb, what, what you are saying earlier with like the swoopy hair and the jet black hair, it just took a lot of it. Like these are kids cosplaying like the cure, but with like yeah. none, none of the like bite to that. Like I even think of like, band that came later that enjoyed pop success was um, uh, My Chemical Romance, where it's like mm-hmm. they're Here's feeling it's like the, the kids that aren't cool enough or like don't have an older brother or something to show them the cure somehow like thinks that this is like the emo kind of dark gothic kind of version. It's,
0: of- for, it's for theater kids, for sure. <laughs> <laughs>
1: It's It's sort of mall
0: punk kind of
2: thing.
1: Yeah, there you go, Adrian. It's the Hot Topic version. I mean, even though you can buy a fucking Cure shirt at a Hot Topic, but
2: whatever.
0: Yeah, and I think, like, the cultural cachet with that is, like, with dance punk, that moved on to people just listening to straight-up dance music and more electronic-based stuff. And then just, like, you know, you go to, like, you go to a party or whatever, and it'd be a bunch of people, and then you would just be like, well... We could just take the punk element out of it and just listen to fucking any sort of dance music. We could listen to old disco. We could listen to techno. We could listen to fucking hip-hop, you know? And yeah. uh, then I think it's, like, people need an entry point to see, like, oh, it's okay to, like, dance around and move and kind of be vulnerable in your space and, like,
1: yeah, that's true. You know,
0: physically engage with the music, but then people realize, like, yeah there's way stuff that's way more committed to rhythm
1: and well there's also a time too where like any kid that's like our age now they'd be like what's your favorite bands and it's like well Wu-Tang Clan number one and then I also
2: yeah.
1: <laughs> the Rapture you know it's kind of like you could listen to whatever and so yeah. anything that could like become like a dance type song was kind of attractive to hear where it's like oh this is cool it's like punk rock and very tight and kind of clean sounding a lot of the time.
0: Yeah, totally. Um, and I'll get into it later, but I think all their little references to dance musics of the past, whether that's like boogie, like disco, kind of post-disco stuff, uh, post they do really well. And I think that's why this band kind of ages in a, in a pretty, at least this album, um, ages pretty well because like, what they're pulling from, they give they give they're very reverential to. You know, they they mm-hmm. they treat it with a lot of respect and they play it well and it's interesting. You know, it's not cheeky or ironic or whatever. Um but you know.
1: Yeah it's very I have it in my notes. It it very much and this is kind of the DFA thing where it very much straddles the line of uh imitation and like innovation. Yeah. It's kind of like the what do they say amateurs borrow professionals steal you know it's kind of like if you're going to do it just do it don't try to like pass it off as some original thought it's like no we're directly taking this gang of four uh guitar riff and we're barely changing it at all like all the production is going to sound like uh pill like the right second edition album basically is like yeah, almost a framework for this album, like to a song. Yeah.
0: or if well, we like, do a ballad, we're gonna rip off like uh, T Rex. We're gonna have like a little shuffle beat in there.
2: Yeah, know? yeah. I think a lot of that probably comes from uh, James Murphy just being a fucking obsessive nutjob. Papa yeah, Murphy, Papa Murphy just loved it. I think, <clears throat> and also, you know, we'll get we'll get into the sound of the album a little later. But I think what helped it, uh, and what helps it, you know, as a record, is that you know they use the fucking stuff that they were recording with in the 80s so when you're saying like they're getting a pill sound getting a gang of four sound i think even for the house of jealous lover single murphy was like well yeah we were just we were just trying to rip a straight gang of four sound and that's yeah. why it, come, it came out like that and sounding like that is because we were like what boards did they use what you know what were the yeah. what 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 were the what, what were the accoutrement that they See, uh used that's
1: that's a good point adrian because i think that's a lo- There's a lot of that groove robbing shit going on these days. You know, like Bruno Mars just takes a song and it's different than like hip hop lovingly sampling a piece of music and doing it in an analog way where you could tell this DJ took like a very meaningful piece of music to him and heightened it. And where these guys, the DFA guys, they're taking all that equipment and they're really trying to capture that sound of the eighties and uh, late seventies a lot of New York stuff, but a lot of uh, British stuff as well, where now I think you you get something like the weekend or whatever, when he, his new single, it's like, Oh, I know that tune. It sounds like exactly like the '80s song, but I can't quite put my finger on it, but it's just filtered through like pro tools or whatever. It just sounds like he ran out of ideas. And is taking music that people kind of forgot and passing it off as his own hit. Where this one, when you listen to it, you see clearly the references, but it's more, there's more of like a warmth to it. It doesn't just sound lazy or something. Like, and I mean, and if you're gonna be in a punk band, like how much further are you gonna get from you know the Ramones or something? You're always gonna have those touchstones anyways, and nobody really cares. It's more just like the energy you put to it. And this, yeah, I think this album pulls pulls it off yeah. for the most part.
0: I mean, you could definitely hear the punk it, especially like I, I didn't realize they'd start out in San Diego, but like you listen to you listen to like something like Drive Like Jehu, also from San Diego, and definitely like out of the punk scene where it's just like it's really well constructed, more kind of orchestrated punk with a lot more atmosphere and um, rhythm based and you know texture, mm-hmm. and yeah, they just terraformed that into something that was dancey and um fun you know god forbid it'd be fucking fun (laughs) i know
1: god forbid you guys show to a dance or a dance party with your hands in your pockets and
0: what it really said to the kids was it's okay to do coke again coke yeah that's true
1: it's like ecstasy it's like we never (laughs) got to know what clayludes were like
0: yeah, those are quaaludes. Papa
1: Murphy was like, I've heard quaaludes described to me many times, so I think if you take the right combination of ecstasy and cocaine, you can approximate it. Yeah. Well, it's so yeah. funny, funny because...
0: Is the early, like, downtown New York, like, DNA and, like, G- uh, Team Jesus and the Jerks and, like, Swans, all those bands were high up to the gills on early <laughs> like... forms of NDMA. Like and like house. heroin,
1: <laughs> though, too. Yeah, to yeah. A heroine,
0: <laughs> heroin is ever a dream. Like, that's, that's crazy,
1: always- man. Yeah. You listen to those bands, and the drummer and the bassist will be like so in the pocket, and it's like, yeah, we were, we were heroin addicts. We were heroin addicts for ten years. Or like you listen to jazz, and like, how are you possibly doing all this when you're fucking high on heroin? That's crazy.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> well, what were you saying, Adrian?
2: Um. Oh, it's just funny because. You know, I uh, I read the, that book uh, "Meet Me in the Bathroom" by Lizzie Goodman, oh, which was yeah. kind of a history of uh, of the NYC scene. And they talk about how like how much partying and everything was going on. And It's uh, funny because what, like
0: that's a reference to the title of the book.
2: What's Meet that in the bathroom?
0: I've heard you you do cocaine in the bath. That's 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 something people say to one another. <laughs> when
2: to do cocaine. <laughs> uh. It's definitely something that um, I'm sure Let's all prefer. of us here have uh, heard that. Uh, hey, uh, you want to meet me in the uh, bathroom? But um, so, so in, in that book, though, noise? they do talk about how like all these dudes were just fucking party maniacs. And actually party it wasn't
1: face of tragedy,
2: right? <laughs> well, it's, I mean, they did. You know, 9 nine eleven happened right in the middle of everything. And it was kind of this yeah. sort of like. You know the last sort of of decadent New York thing.
0: Downtown New York, trace amounts of the World Trade Towers in years. years.
2: But I mean, you know what? Like you're joking, but the the I think the studio that was it's in Manhattan. You know, it was like blocks away from nine, like the nine eleven site. So, you know, these guys were right in the middle of all this craziness, right? And then all these bands were exploding. All these bands were kind of intermingling and. And you know, the Rapture was kind of an an outsider band in a way because they, you know, they were from California and they kind of moved there. And but they became part of the Vanguard, and I think you know one of the bigger bands that emerged out of that scene. But um,
0: yeah. it, it's also funny because
2: they talk about how James Murphy wasn't really a partier until he started like the doing this i i think i'm remembering that correctly he, he wasn't really a big huge partier and then when he eventually was like you know what i'm just gonna go for it you know and his like and this was in his 30s he's just like i oh, i think God. i'm just gonna Older do screen. it yeah
1: so- he has that written all over his face all over his five <laughs> o'clock shadow it's like a man in his 30s who did coke for the first time he's just <laughs> like that's what he reeks of where it's like you Def- know, I mean, <laughs>
0: I don't know. You I don't can hear... hear. I respect the man, but what do you think he smells like? The if truth. you were think he... elevator with James Murphy of this era, what would have been the uh, what would have been the? Channel, oh, of that era,
2: probably yeah. like yeah, or sweat, now, whatever. Yeah, I right. probably sweat in some you know some kind of upper class cologne, but <laughs> at a the same time,
1: cigarette
0: perhaps
2: yeah, <laughs> yeah,
0: like a exactly. <laughs> Like stale
2: uh, high life. Oh yeah, stale beer, beer for sure. I mean, the book just describes so many places. They're like, yeah, this was just the stank spot that smelled like piss all the time, <laughs> and there was rats running around, and we fucking loved it. It was the, it was New York, you know, New York baby, we did it. And it's just, it, it's hard well, not to romanticize it, yeah. but you know, because we've all been in those places and we've all, you know, had our times there. But yeah. I think that you really um, hear all of that kind of grimy, grimy party decadence on this record for sure
1: yeah and you could tell that it's
0: yeah it's james,
1: james murphy being the age that he was he probably just barely made it to like a cbgb show that was like still kind of cool like in the, <laughs> in the like late late 80s or something or where is he from he's like from hoboken or whatever you could tell he 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 does he's like ass hipster was actually connected to that first wave of new york punk even though he was like way young for that but
2: no i think you're onto yeah. something there i right, think that Princeton. i think that he and i think he intentionally and self-consciously was like i want to be this bridge i want to be this new version of new york that's still referencing the old new york but that is something kind of our own spin on it that's ours mm-hmm. and you know i think he succeeded and uh, this record was certainly one of the first shots you know across the bow of Mm -hmm. like we're here this is what we're doing and fucking you're gonna love it you know
0: move over yeah who do you think won ultimately dfa the record label or dfa uh the canadian band (laughs) (laughs) i'm gonna
1: go with the band because the band dropped the 1979 just recently they're they're back. oh yeah but i always thought death from above 1979 was a better band name than just death from above I kind of like the tacked on.
2: It adds color, and I really love that band too. We, will, I'm sure, we'll get to it at some point. Uh, that oh record, yeah, that oh yeah.
0: We could, uh, you know, let you know, we talked about what this band's deal was, what this deal was, but uh, what your deal, or how do you deal with this band? What is your personal experiences, personal histories, Adrian? Give us your thoughts. So. This
2: record came out when we were in high school, when we were juniors, I believe. Like I picked up the record, I think later, maybe in two thousand four, uh, and it certainly became a soundtrack for senior year for me. I remember specifically one time, you know, my house was always because it was close proximity to our high school because my mom worked a long hours. There was just Which constantly.
0: Which or slaps uh, studio self is. Yeah, I'm, re- I'm
2: currently recording. out But um, so it, it was definitely a spot where people would congregate and a lot of different people, you know, we we were up to a lot of no good in high school. And certainly that was part of it. That was part of uh, our scene. And I remember this we one kind day of that we're
0: having our own downtown New York experience. <laughs> we we're just kind of cultivating, <laughs> uh, the cultivating experiences, and you know, just like living out loud. Yeah,
1: you know, with a with the good enough record collection and the right amount of weed and beer and cocaine, you can you can fool yourself <laughs> gonna...
2: into thinking that you're
1: living the life in like Manhattan. <laughs> but <there's>
2: we, a... <laughs> we certainly approximated it. I'll
0: get. I'll give yeah. us that. <laughs> we did go um... the old College try. the old College. <laughs> Old community college truck. Like, I'm like, fucking, <laughs> I'm not
1: that far away from Lou Reed. He fucking <laughs> snorts math from time to
3: time. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh,
2: yeah. Um, but, anyways, uh, kids, so... kids,
1: don't snort math. You're going to do it. <laughs> no,
2: <snort> please, please <laughs> do it properly. Yeah. Um, but, anyways, so I remember this one day, they, we were all getting stoned. It was me. And like three or four of these, these dudes and they're, you know, kind of more jockey dudes, you know, great, great guys, you know, great to hang out with great to smoke weed with funny and shit. And we play poker and, and just fuck around. But on this day, for whatever reason, they asked me specifically, like, what are you listening to? Cause you know, when we would hang out, it would all be hip hop.
0: Adrian, who are your guys?
2: <laughs> yes. Like they did. They were like, they wanted to know. They're like, what do you listen? What do you listen to, man? Like, what do you want us to do? So, I put on, I you know, this is back in the day of CDs, so I, I put on, a, like, I forget. I think it, I put on the Fiery Furnaces, which was an odd choice, and that I'm sure none of them were, like, into that at all because I don't know if you've heard the Fiery Furnaces, uh, yeah. that record. I might not recently. be into
0: that at all anymore. Yeah. <laughs> no. but, Speaking of uh, show tunes, that album is a lot.
2: <laughs> and then, um, then I played them a little metal, a little... Um, Black Dahlia Murder, uh, oh, yeah. which I was super into at the time, which we got out,
0: dude. Yikes!
2: <laughs> and then, uh, and then I played this record, right? This this one, and and actually they they all kind of really dug it, and I was I wasn't shocked, but I was also like, wow, I didn't expect this is the one to, to hit. But at the same time, you know, if you're coming from a, our hip hop R and B world, like this is not necessarily that far away in terms of texture and sound. Yeah, you know, it, yeah. it's Certainly, they're all pulling from the same kind of house and techno origins but so i just remember it being like a rainy day we're stoned to the fucking gills and just blasting this record loud as fuck on my mom's stereo and fucking vibing you know and that's that's kind of where it was at i was at with this record like i would put it on and i would just be stoned and be chill you know later on when i went to community college like this was constantly in rotation in my car it was one of like five cds that were in my center console you know along with like lcd sound system and some other stuff you were and, a five cd
0: center console guy not a five yeah, CD
2: visor guy. i didn't have the i, I couldn't <laughs> afford a visor at the time so i had to <laughs> use the center console um but yeah and then like you know i remember it just just blasting this and going to my community college at being like seven in the morning and just fucking smoking weed and feeling great and because this record just it it's you know you yeah. can't help but party feel that party vibe when you're listening to it even if you're just fucking working at a desk or whatever or fucking doing score um, you know then that's kind of where i that's kind where i started with this record and where my appreciation really began is is being a
0: stone fucking teenager vibing oh yeah mm-hmm. what about you noah what was your uh background with this band
1: yeah so i i think it would have been when i went to school up in santa cruz um so i would have heard this album late right because this album dropped like new year's day or some shit 2000 september
2: 2003
1: so. oh it was september. okay so yeah mm-hmm. it would have been fairly new although
2: it may have came out a little bit later in the u.s um i think september may have been the uk date and then it came out in like october in u.s oh, okay so, so still it would end have of the been,
1: year. yeah it would have been like right when school was starting and i remember um a friend of mine, she was from L.A., so she was like kind of cool. And uh, she had, she had all this shit, all the dance pop stuff. She had all the retro rock stuff. She, I remember she was early on like the Black Keys when they were like considered <laughs> to be cool. kind of cool. Yeah, and um, and yeah, I was like
0: the gritty alternative to the White Stripes.
1: Yeah, and I was really getting into all that shit, like trying to keep up with contemporary. Uh, indie stuff underground stuff whatever you want to call it and she definitely had the rapture album um, she may have even had just the jealous lovers single and i remember hearing it and i was like oh yeah that jealous lover song that's a great song and then slowly but surely any house party you would go to anytime you were sitting around drinking with more than like five people in a dorm room House of Jealous Lovers followed by uh, the song Echoes would be like the one-two punch that everybody would fucking lose their minds to. You'd be listening to like Protect Your Neck for the hundredth time and just like, fuck yeah, play it again, again and again. And then it's like, okay, now let's throw on that crazy dance punk record again. And then you'd just dance to that. And then I think eventually uh, my brother uh, burned it for me and I used to listen to it when, after I dropped out of college and was uh, living back in Santa Maria and working at the uh, pizza store, delivering pizzas. Shout, shout out. out pizza. Shout out Polo <laughs> Gang for life. Shout out Marshall. Shout out other Marshall. <laughs>
2: uh, <laughs> shout out every single one of our friends except for every Caleb. Friend, say,
0: like, except for Caleb. don't shout out me. And then you got everyone covered. <laughs> Shout out forever and fall. Uh,
1: <laughs> but uh, so
0: it's six eighty coming soon. So yeah,
1: this was definitely an album on pizza delivery drives. I'd be listening. To, I was either listening to a Dodger game or this album or a Shout couple. Out
0: Dodgers of world champions.
1: Shout out Dodgers. Shout out Vince Scully. Rest in peace. Oh wait, no. Soon. Uh, soon. We miss you. Uh, <laughs> like, I survived COVID. (laughs) (laughs) You can't kill what's immortal. Uh, But um, anyways, yeah. So it was an album that was like driving in my car, kind of like, fuck yeah, I need to get up, finish this shift and uh, definitely listen to it a lot. But then I kind of just kind of like a lot of these albums of the time, it just sort of faded into the background and it's like, it's weird part of me it's just like i didn't feel i ever had like a a situation to like revisit this album because it's not like i go to a lot of like parties you know that you're dancing at i mean i love to still love to dance but i'm usually putting on like older music if i want to do that yeah um, it's funny i told i was talking to uh kiki about it This little wifey's corner
0: <laughs> and, uh, she the wifey's
1: belong she had never heard of the Rapture. I mean, she's like two years older than me, but it was like, wow. Like you never even heard house of jealous lovers. But um, anyway, she, she said this album gave her like anxiety at first, but then she kind of came around to it. And I was saying, I was like, it's funny. And I was kind of dancing a little bit to it, messing around, but I was like, man, you know you're old when the rapture is no longer like dance party music it's like cleaning the house music <laughs> and i was thinking i was like this that would be when i would be listening to it like on a saturday morning doing the dishes you know high dusting like cleaning the bathroom <laughs> shit like that you know but uh yeah caleb
0: yeah um honestly like i know of this band i know of this album really well uh i don't know where they came from in my life though or like so i mean somewhere probably it might have been like yeah that handful of bands that you came back to santa cruz into you know like yeah like fiery furnaces around there. our like older couple-
1: brother was pretty into it too That's yeah
0: Zachary was pretty into it um but yeah, I think it was like from those, that collection of bands that all kind of run together now. Um, but i remember liking it, you know, um, and yeah, it having like a cool kind of groove, but like kind of like a dark quality. And that's something I responded to, um, you know, it was kind of in my nascent, like kind of getting out of hardcore and metal some more into or like hardcore and punk, uh, more just like
1: hardcore punk hardcore punk
0: Hard, hardcore <laughs> getting out of hardcore punk uh the shit that passed for that in that era but um yeah and then being like exploring bands like the cure and um yeah the cure Jordan was and connecting to them based on that kind of along those lines what i probably would have just called bass bands back in the day i was like yeah those bands mm-hmm. that, were, that plays a lot of bass the bass is really high in the mix <laughs> like, uh, dubbed, like yeah, yeah. <laughs> no but like punk bass <laughs> punk
1: <laughs> yeah Base. i know what you're, i know what you're talking about i was high in the mix,
0: back then That's high in them. the
1: mix bass yeah, yeah high
0: in the mix bass ma- bands um Thick. and then i thought they kind of more belonged to that lineage and then um probably got like Santa Maria library shout out like a gang of four cd from there Oh, uh, they, def-
1: they had like every single gang of four had a shitload of wire as well yeah
0: It's um, crazy had, yeah
2: they had a great collection. Someone, some cool person must have just moved out of town and was like, "Fuck it, here's all my CDs." Yeah, or died.
0: Uh,
2: Probably this town, yeah, died for
0: sure. Or like they they spun out on meth and they thought they could sell their CDs to the library. <laughs> They'd already given them to. they like, oh, "How much money am I gonna get for this?" They're like, "Sir, this is a fucking library."
1: <laughs> but it was like every cool. Ah, shit. It was like every cool hip hop record, every cool record, any record that had like, you gotta, you ain't hip if you haven't heard this from like nineteen. 19- 69 to like 2000 and to like 1999. They had like a yeah. like a uh 40 year span of like all these cool. They had like I like,
0: had the I had the Berlin trilogy, it had like the Velvet
1: Underground box ha- set. I
0: got like a suffocation, like the death metal band. I got like <laughs> shit from then. They had like and they have like KDFN, like and like industrial, like skinny puppy, and all this industrial music. <laughs> they, they had,
2: had a every- lot of skinny puppy. Yeah. I remember that for sure. They, watch, had,
1: they had every Wu-Tang spinoff album, even like the Capitol. Yeah, they had
0: like, yeah. yeah totally. <laughs> Which they were fucking
1: like the great. Family, they fucking slapped.
0: The like all that shit.
1: Yeah, but anyways.
0: Yeah, so it would have been in, yeah, so they kind of fell into that. Um, I really liking it, and but they weren't like one of my bands, you know, they weren't one of my guys, you know, um, but like, yeah, I put on parties here and there. I think I tried to play it for the white boys up in Humboldt, but they weren't really having it. And then it wasn't Irina, <laughs> um, it wasn't white boy reggae enough. But I was like, no, 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 these guys are white guys making dance music. I thought, I thought as long as it's cultural appropriation to a certain degree, you're into it. But
1: too much uh, angst. They're like, we're trying to get away from that.
0: Yeah, why <laughs> you gotta be so angry? We just
1: bro? recovered from Kurt. Now you're trying to <laughs> no no
0: up there with Brad Noel oh yeah, yeah. Oh. coming from brad <laughs> brad's been dead for was 10 brad Noel, angsty i guess a little bit he's stupid yeah, angsty is angsty as a
2: stoner from long beach can be, i think
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah um i i think i think like kirko Cobain's angsty shannon hoon or whatever is mysterious and <laughs> brad Noel <Null laughs> is just dumb <laughs> like, <laughs> just dumb uh that was his whole deal uh Shout out, there will never be a sublime episode. Uh, so, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> oh, God, I'm having flashbacks. Uh, yeah, so that, I mean, like I said, so they're kind of like blip on my radar musically, you know, um, in that in that that age where they came out. So, um, yeah, we can move on from that. Uh, so, what's everyone think of this now, having listened to it in the past week or so? Noah, we'll, we'll start with you.
1: So I hadn't probably listened to this album in like 10 years or something is weird. Um, like I said, it's just not much like occasion to really listen to it. And I feel like the, just the song, like you never go to like a bar or something. Nobody ever plays like house of jealous lovers anymore. I feel like it's kind of slept on. I think maybe because their, their uh, subsequent albums were such kind of met with kind of indifference. So it was like, it felt like more of a flash in the pan band than they were. And I think if Pitchfork did that 2003 top 50 over again, it'd probably still be in the top 10, but it wouldn't be number one. Like, I think it's so captured the moment. And, um, but listening to it now, I thought it fucking slapped. I was like shocked of how much like fun I had listening to it. And it's weird because I, th- I would think that, like, I'd listen to, I still listen to a lot of uh, Pill, a lot of uh, Gang of Four, a lot of The Cure, and, you know, I listen to a lot of the stuff they're referencing, so you'd think it would, like, go the other way, where I'd be like, oh, you know what, I'll just listen to The Gang of Four. I don't really need to listen to this. Mm-hmm. Uh, kind of like our last album, how our um, Clap Your Hands album, how it's sort of, like, why do I need to listen to like the little kid version of Talking Heads when the Talking Heads are right here? But I but I think The Rapture this album Echoes actually has something to offer and I think it was fucking killer. Like I was shocked at how much I liked it. I listened to it a bunch. Especially I was at work like and uh listening to it on my headphones and stuff like on my lunch break. I was just like fucking grooving on this thing all week long. So yeah, I really enjoyed it.
0: That's great. Um, yeah. I had a similar reaction. Like, um, yeah, it was interesting. I remember them as being somewhat of a novelty or maybe because I kind of lumped all those bands into that as well. Like, yeah.
1: I think I might've did the same thing.
0: Um, but I listen to it now and they like, even from that opener or he's doing the, like the Robert Smith thing and it sounds fucking dark and like, it's that really tight compression, like sequencer, like the drum machine and the synths and stuff. It's like, I was like, damn, this is cool. And um and it has like this nocturnal vibe to it that's like really relatable and it's like grimy and mm-hmm. kind of dare I say it's a little fun, it's kind of a horny album too. Um dare you say yeah.
1: what do you t- yeah. this album should have just been called Horny, horny I echoes. Mean. <laughs> it should have been called like hornballs and the apocalypse or something like that. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. But uh yeah, I enjoyed it and I think what it didn't sound dated to me because what they're they were doing like I was saying earlier they're doing a really good job of embracing their influences and so it was carrying that vibe of like you know the, the 80s shit and the 70s shit really well so they already sounded dated then so when you listen to it now they don't exactly sound like a band from the 80s but they don't exactly sound like a band from the 2000s that's going to date themselves. So it's like this evergreen quality, which is cool. And um, I thought just the songwriting and all just the tech was super, it's like a super even album, you know, like it's just like really competent and like they will, I appreciate like, you know, bravado, like just going for it Mm -hmm. um, that they did as a band. And it has like really cool energy and um, yeah. And, you know, just where I'm at, musically i listened to a lot more electronic based music than i ever have so i really like recipes that lost me. on me back then but um i really like they thought they did really well like how to use like older more like antiquated electronic textures and stuff like added on to like the live instrumentations and like the cool like bass work and um i don't know if they had a live drummer percussionist i don't really know how to hear things no but, they do uh, yeah yeah, they do. Really, yeah just all the different just mixes of like you know disco and psychedelia and all it just like just to do it in a really like i said even handed way uh yeah it's just like a are good they're good band i would even call them a, a fusion band
1: mm-hmm. and yeah, i they, think
0: that's a i say that's a compliment
1: yeah they're like korean tacos
0: <laughs> yeah. They're like, they're yeah like, well, like
1: the joy of dance punk
0: oh boy interesting <laughs> Interesting. Uh you think Roy Choi
1: Roy, good hang or bad hang Roy Choi. Excellent
0: hang. Excellent. <laughs> yeah, he's probably, like, he's fun. In my, probably fun. Like,
2: he's he in seems mild
1: mannered, especially for a Is chef.
2: He's got yeah. some stories, you know. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Yeah, he Shout out
1: Roy Choi. Shout
0: <laughs> out Roy Choi. Give us a sponsorship. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, what about you, Adrian? What's your uh, reaction now? So this one's
2: cool because I actually got into it before we even started talking about have, doing the podcast. Uh, I read that, that book, as I mentioned, meet me in the bathroom. Say what? <laughs> um, <laughs> right. Like did I, I did something nuts for the pod. What? But, um, <laughs> so I, after reading that book, like, and, and, the, you know, they play a, a significant part of it in part in it. And although they, they're not as uh, covered as, as, some of the other bands, like, yeah, 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 yeah. Or LCD sound system or whatever. But, um, so that got me interested in listening to some of these older records. Right. So, you know, I, I put on, is this it, I put on Interpol's first couple records that yeah. yeah, yeah yeah's first EP, you know, which really was really a good slapper. And then this one, you know, I, I got I returned to, and I was like, damn, this pulls up like a fucking, like a, like a fucking shit brick house. Like it's fucking good. It's, it's. And, and, and it is so like, like the the blurb from the album of the year thing, I think it really does define this era. Even though it came out a little bit after the, that specific dance punk moment, it was the definitive and is the definitive dance punk record. And and so the by fact a that broke,
0: yeah, easily by you know many know, miles. Man. Really, some of those moving units albums are fucking. <laughs> don't, don't blow your fucking lid off.
1: I like. I what about the Q Qanon? The band Qanon?
0: Oh, Qanon you. <laughs> Oh, Q-anon Q-anon you. on
1: you, yeah, yeah, QAnon on <laughs> you. A little oh, paranoid my. for my taste, but they're you know they're laying it down. Yeah,
0: shout out QAnon on you, um, <laughs> Noah. Speaking of wives, uh, Jen's still mad at you for not taking her up on the offer to go see uh, um, to get you free tickets to see Moving Units in at, in Iowa Vista. Moving, <laughs> in,
1: The only time She's I ever like, do you know
0: anyone who want this, I was like my brother Noah appreciates good music. He's just an hour away. You can give him the tickets and then you bailed on her.
1: Yeah, it was not there's no way in hell I was going to do that show. Um moving
0: <laughs> units they were free they were free tickets.
1: The only thing I associate <laughs> with moving units was Nat Tavut, past guest Nat was his red Jetta. He had that album. I feel like he was always listening to it too that's funny Dude, because that's, it reminds that's like a whole
0: of, other corner is red jetta jams bro, red oh, jetta yeah. jams, bone camaro jams and red jetta jams we'll have yeah. to
2: have nat on in the show at some point and we'll, we'll, yeah. uh, we'll break down some of those red jetta jams but i uh, you know it's funny that we're talking about our friends because this, this movie units reminds me of pat uh pat hart who yeah also was super into this dance punk movie
0: happy birthday
2: oh happy birthday! shout out pat hart recording um, this the day
0: after his 35th birthday
2: shout out to the sixth stroke um so anyways um so yeah i I was i was shocked maybe not shocked but i was pleasantly pleasantly surprised that it held up as well as it did and so i listened to it a couple times before we even started talking about the pod and then now listening to it again a bunch of times um and it's fucking great uh and i will it's 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 cool that you brought up work noah because i think this is a great work album surprisingly and actually yeah. that's another little bit from schreiber's uh album of the year blurb that i pulled is uh he has a little uh, snippet where he says this record was as devastating in the club as in your cubicle cubicle and I, yeah i think that's fucking true because um you know i i think that if you did put this on at a ba- at a bar or something people would still be into it um, but certainly, it, it works just great as a headphones album, where you're just kind of whatever you're doing. You know, for me, you know, I I work as graphic designer, and so any kind of music where I can kind of just put it on and vibe to and get into a flow is great. And this record does that in spades. You know, it's just it's it's so good in the background. It's so good. I mean, it it gets you moving. It gets you feeling fired up. It's it's it just works. You know, yeah, front to back, and so. That's been kind of my experience now is kind of it, where before it was kind of being a stoned vibe, you know, vibing teenager. Now it's like a stoned working person and, and putting this on and just being like, "Oh yeah, this this is great. This do you,
1: do you remember Adrian working at the pizza parlor and it'd be kind of like a slow night and pizza store? They always had like a few oh yeah, the pizza store. They always had a few <laughs> CDs, right? And that little CD yeah. player. Do you remember yeah. I would like kind of ironically like just like pick we may pick the fucking energy up? Come on, guys. <laughs> and it would be like you were kind of acting like you're in like some like dumb like 90s teen movie where like people all work at the pizza store dance around making pizza. I'd always put on uh uh smells like teens. It's like, it's just like, just like mystic pizza, man.
0: but for <laughs> yeah, it's
1: cream. like it's like come on, guys, we gotta make 50 pies in 20 <laughs> yeah. minutes do this and like crank it and like and then uh a bunch of
2: drunks and stoners yeah
1: so we'd be pogoing around to uh spells like teen spirit but i think um definitely house of jealous lovers was one of those songs where it's like come on let's pick the energy up and we'd like throw that on and be like dancing passing each other pizza boxes
0: (laughs) just like making a game out of it that seems like a place where somebody would play a lot of immortal technique on uh CD4. sadly
1: the head chef if you want to call him that was such a diehard like pantera and like butt metal yeah, garbage like a lot of that's mostly I mean, he had some good got. stuff
2: in there yeah that's mostly they, he, what we got we'd get a, occasionally get a Lamb of God or something that was that was passable but um oh, i just remember that stack of fucking cds and it was like yeah it was like headhunters you know Herbie oh Hancock. yeah
0: that was a and good one. Some too. other
2: randos. Right. Yeah. Cause you just slap, you put that on and sh- people start any, moving
0: like, Sage Francis. It seems like every pizza place has like a backpack. <laughs> oh yeah. Like, yeah. Cool. Oh
1: yeah. We oh, had 80? a couple <laughs> angel, angel, angel for sure. And they have hell,
0: shout shows? out. And hell. I hope they they have
1: they no,
0: they have no social quotient. Like they do not know that it's not a good idea to put on backpack. And they're like, oh, dude, I'm going to put this song on. And bangs. Dude, and it's Caleb. Like mortal technique talking about nine You're like, this is a bad hang. I don't <laughs> know why you thought a... this was like a good call. Dude, Caleb, <laughs> that
1: is such a good point. Those guys, those backpack guys, because all those bands, I mean, whatever, more power to them. They're all, all those hip-hop groups that I think are trash. But they, they're still – well, they were still touring – And like, I swear to God, being up here in Oakland, it would be like once a month, some guy would be like, so you got your tickets? You got your tickets? And it's like, for what? It's like, for the fucking Freestyle Freestyle Fellowship,
3: fellowship.
1: (laughs) in They're playing in San Jose, bro. Aren't you going? It's like, why do you assume that I would fucking care about that shit? Like, that's so so presumptive. I should fight your ass for that.
0: (laughs) It's like that time we got the text propaganda tonight
1: boys <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, one homie I, I won't shout him out but he would text me this like hey bro i got an extra ticket for like andre nicotina and it's like <laughs> I'm act- it's like i've actually seen andre nicotina not a bad show but like no i'm not gonna drive to a different town what to go fucking like that. that's insane
2: yeah nicotina brings it but if you're going like 20 minutes out of your way like nah yeah. <laughs> pass.
0: Yeah, that was the other thing about Humboldt was um, it was like white boy reggae, shitty pop punk, and then there was always like the underground capital U hip-hop guys.
1: Lyricists. I like lyricists. Yeah, <laughs> I
0: think like lyricists are just kind of like corny-ass bass shit. It's like I like, like humorless and never, rap Yeah, it's like humor, humorless <laughs> Like, they got to land super fucking hard on every fucking word. And it's just like.
1: like Hamilton. Now we got all these Hamilton.
0: Yeah, it gave birth, it gave way to Hamilton. Yeah, but if anyone has tickets to Hamilton, holler at me. I'm looking. All
1: right. Oh, Jen, speaking of Jen offering me tickets, I also passed down some Hamilton tickets that she got.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Hey, it's a good time. (laughs) uh, So, let's do. Uh, let's, take a, let's take a little pause for the cause real quick and then um we're gonna go around and talk about our uh our slappers and yeah our we gotta hear
1: we gotta hear some of this shit man it's good
0: yeah keep talking it up but you can't, you right. can't make a build up like that and uh, not deliver deliver and we're back um uh, before we get started adrian i had a question for you what what else was in that stack of cds that you found at your at your mom's house today
2: um well it's actually not just a stack it's all of my cds she literally kept them all out
0: um oh, shit.
2: <laughs> so right now i'm looking at a bunch of other stuff popped out of that. right now i'm looking at a bunch of stuff that we're Pretty certainly good. probably going to cover return to cookie mountain uh j dilla donuts oh, which yeah. was huge for me that was that's in constant oh, rotation yeah. no matter I'll where
0: like, yeah uh oh, I think qualified yeah. to talk about donuts <laughs> you still got um, the
1: with with the lights out with the lights out nirvana box set
0: yeah
2: that's uh that's that's right up there straddling my uh soul story three disc uh time life compilation with a bunch of like. let
1: me ask you this
2: yeah as a young chap
1: you know cds were not cheap when was it a matter of minutes or hours before you after you purchased that box set where you're like did I just get ripped off? <laughs> I have not bought
2: this. <laughs> that was that was a gift. So it uh, worked okay. out, but uh, I probably would have bought <laughs> it anyways. Saying. For a box that set, like frankly, last- it's cheap, dude. That box set's like fifty bucks compared to like two hundred for like a Rolling Stones or whatever the fuck, you know.
1: Well, and, and it, it was- just you were so right around the corner from like never having to buy a CD again. <laughs> it's kind of funny <laughs> to like. <laughs>
0: What were those ones you would get at Best Buy? And it was like, they had like, it was always like a white cover and they were all the same brand. It was like 20 or something. It was like,
1: Hmm. what was it? Um, Burn CDs?
0: No, they were just like this. Best Buy had like every fucking band, it'd be like Dr. Hook, fucking Jethro (laughs) Toll. And it was like every rock band, it was like like a great,
2: like the classic masters kind of thing, right? Like kind of. I think it was called uh, like
0: classics or something. Oh, masters.
2: Yeah. Yeah, classics. Yeah. I bought some of this. Yeah, because those, those are like eight bucks there. versus like the twelve bucks, right? So that was kind of their deal. And it was like twelve of the hits. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I actually were shorter. They're I demuncated. was just in Best Buy yeah. and the only music it appeared they had was a was a bunch of records, which is just funny to think yeah. about considering I, I bought be Echoes like, at Best Buy. Like, yeah, they had like um,
0: they had like six records to choose from. One nice. that I,
1: recently. I think we already did this bit. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Shout out Best Buy uh, circa 2003. Uh, all right. Let's go into our uh, what we think slaps. Slappers uh, of the album. Uh, uh, but me, I, I, I like to be difficult, so I call them bops and flops. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I think my the first ball – I listen to this album a lot, actually. Um, I did not find it as a chore – I, like, kind of look forward to, like, revisiting it, you know, uh, like, third and fourth listens and stuff. But the one that, like, stuck out to me, the way it's positioned on the album, the fucking heat that it brings is uh, I Need Your Love. That's probably um, that's probably yeah. the top bop for me.
1: I had that uh, on my slappers as well.
0: Yeah, it just, I mean, like, in the past, like, five years, I've listened to, like, good amount of, like, Detroit techno and um, Chicago House and just, like, that, that house beat.
1: Uh, acid like, house baby maybe, oh,
0: yeah. see that's the thing I don't know any of the qualifiers I'm like so bad at like that whole swash of music and like all the genres that apply to it mm-hmm. but I think it's a house music.
2: this one is um, more classic classic kind of house sound um, yeah you, like I,
0: Chicago you, like Frankie Knuckles like
2: Paradise and, Garage kind of stuff yeah. for sure Did
0: why don't you give us a little bump of that
2: yeah here's a little snippet from I Need Your Love
0: Meet me in the bathroom, I got something for you It's
2: called Ooh, woo. It's, um...
1: Get up, player Get that dick up, player That's just a great intro right there. Bam! Then the yeah. beat
0: drops. Uh, all so of, like the little instruments, all those little Casio presets, or whatever they play, like here and there. They, use, like, the horns horns and so... they oh, use the horns wh- and It's great. They use the drop.
1: They use the horns so well on this album, where it's like subtle. It's not too much.
2: Totally, they they use it just for color and it's just so perfect because yeah. when you, when it comes in and I think you're right, this song specifically has a nice, um, it's a nice balance of all of the sounds that were going on. So there's a lot of like little hand claps and, you know, and perfect. especially I listen to this on good headphones and you hear all the little nuances, uh, there's a like car horn, with... the car horn. Yeah. It, it
1: feels like you're in traffic, like in Manhattan. I was
0: listening to it driving <laughs> and, um, Jen thought that somebody was honking the horn
1: at
0: us. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's charting. one of
1: the um, in uh, certain hip hop records the the, siren like, sound. Oh, the sirens sound uh, sirens. Yeah, where yeah. you get you? It's like fuck, Ice Cube, you gave me a goddamn
0: heart attack. Talk <laughs> about the sound
2: of the police, man. Yeah,
0: yeah, Woo-hoo. yeah. That's all. Like, that's all. Like fucking rips. Um, yes, and yeah, I got and my other song. bop. Is because I'm like a you know, I'm a TNA guy, so like <laughs> and I mean, titular and angular, so <laughs> I'm gonna go with Echoes,
1: the 2002 Pink Floyd greatest hits, right? Yes,
0: the song Echoes, which is on metal, I believe. It's like <laughs> double disc. Long or
1: Would that be on disc one or two? When did when was the dividing line?
0: No, I, I'm talking about the album that it's on. Oh, uh, okay, no, on but I'm metal. saying.
2: When did it? I think that was a. I think that was a disc one. uh, Is it? Is it just
1: Sid Barrett and then post Sid Barrett? Is that how they?
2: You know, honestly, I could like
0: the division bell. They go into the '90s stuff.
2: Yeah. Oh yeah, they get in the late stuff. I could probably go five feet from here and find that record and tell you right now. Can Can I I say
1: say something, guys? And don't bite my head off for this, but the song "Money" that song sucks.
2: (laughs) Hot take. Hot take.
0: the fact, like the fact, they feel like they need to use the sample of a cash register. And, like, but then MIA,
1: so MIA does it so well. A few years later. Yeah,
0: but then <laughs> just but a couple like, years later. <laughs> yeah, a couple years later. Right I don't know. Road. That's fucking. It's
1: it's all right there. Killer baseline. The rapture, I think, could have used done more with that baseline than Pink Floyd yeah. did.
0: Um, but definitely, it's on metal, by the way. Definitely Pink Floyd rips. So. Uh, yeah, Floyd yeah, rips. Floyd rips. Let's hear a let's hear a little 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 bit of that echo. Here,
2: here echoes, is a little bit of echo. Gang of Four.
1: Cowbell baby. There's cowbell oh, all over this bad boy.
0: Yeah, that's like what I like, what I wrote up for this song is it's the it's the perfect ratio of punk and dance. So yeah. like
1: well Caleb, mm-hmm. we were talking about the a, San Diego hardcore roots and the the last like maybe we should listen to that. The last like 20 seconds is just like a weirdo California hardcore song. Yeah,
0: here's yeah.
2: uh let me let me cue that up. Hold on one second.
0: Yeah, where it yeah, gets here... all spazzy.
2: Yeah, I always yeah. forget that that happens.
1: Yeah,
0: so here's a little yeah. bit of I mean, that outro. Yeah. It's
1: like Minuteman or something. Yeah. That's like San Pedro, baby.
0: Sounds like some 3-1-G <laughs> shit, dude. That's San Pedro
1: punk
2: that's some real punk funk like fuck yeah. RHCp. that's that's the punk funk right there
0: yeah dude, i did, did on this song
1: guys i did i did write in my notes jello biafra alert he's got a a tad the touch of the quivery <laughs> yellow in his voice
0: you're like uh <laughs> no you're like a cobbler everywhere you go you just see shoes uh
1: but that's that song too the the sequencing of it it totally takes from the song memories by pill that like that i could be wrong i could be right like that the way it's like the way the volume kind of goes in and out of the song
3: mm-hmm. but,
1: you know. just, oh yeah
0: opportunity to just like shout out john linden john rotten I, I know i almost feel like we have to play you're really Stuck to your you're really suck to your goddamn laurels and you're still oh. a punk hero after yeah, all, I, all these I... fucking years you haven't become reactionary and contemptuous. <laughs> I like I him. For one. About everything he stood for, at all, at all, <laughs> <laughs> at all I, for dude.
2: one, respect the hell out of his politics. I will say that. Just Google <laughs> yeah. that out there if, if you don't know. It, just, uh, just give it a little Google, and you'll be. You know
1: what's insane about our old pal John Linden, aka Johnny Ryan? <laughs> he had such the greatest second act, where this fucking snot-nosed brat should have been forgotten and like buried. <laughs> yeah after the Sex Pistols first album. And then he fucking lucks into like this fucking great band and pill. And then what does he do for his third act? He fucking complains about like paying taxes and immigrants and throws on a fucking MAGA hat. And it's like, dude, you were, yeah. you had it. You were, you were so lucky your whole life and now you're just a shit hill. I was reading
0: this interview where he was talking about um, how the homeless people in Venice Beach scare his wife. It's like, it's not your whole fucking thing. You're like, I'm just a street kid. Well, his wife is a
1: child, I'm guessing. She's probably like 16 or some shit. I think
0: she's really well oh, off. Boy. I think that's like, that's, that's the <laughs> fourth thing he's like. E. R- uh,
1: I guess it's yeah, so
0: it, but, punk. It's, yeah, it's just whack, dude. Those guys just like, they just have shit for brands. And then you realize a lot of these old musician guys are like, oh, they were never very smart. They literally could only be a fucking front man to a band. Well, so much literally of that fucking scene. Like.
1: So much of that British punk was about we're gonna piss people off, everybody off. We're gonna piss off the hippies, we're gonna piss off the squares. So you know that's why like fucking uh Sid Vicious would wear like a Nazi shirt. So yeah. now I think he's like Trump, Trump is punk rock, ain't it? Right? He's just <laughs> like he's like, he don't give a fuck with his finger up to the fucking society. Yeah
0: and then they yeah, all my, just want
1: to be rich in the end so
0: yeah i did The they the, there's this fucking interview it's the most annoying panel of people it's like marky ramon uh, johnny rotten fucking henry rollins uh right. and then it's uh johnny rotten starts complaining about how he never liked black flag he's like unlike black flag my dad you could understand every single word they were saying it's like what the
1: fuck yeah. well let's not get too caught up on johnny rotten 2020 yes. uh <laughs>
0: 2021, i almost yeah. feel like
1: we should maybe we'll do it at the end like play a pill song maybe play a gang of four song just for context but
0: yeah that's uh, yeah that's what we got started on sorry all right did you have any uh, more slappers uh, no, I think those two like really, really uh, you know, stick out um, and they do uh, yeah, they do a fantastic job and I'm sure we'll come back to it. There's a, there's a lot of other good mentions. Yeah, the uh, big on movie. that
1: thing is killer. Oh yeah. yeah. And that song yeah. is featured in my favorite movie, guys Superbat, starring Jonah Hill <laughs> and Michael Sarah. Oh,
0: right. Um, great. Michael <laughs> Hill <laughs> and Jonah Sarah. So, so well
2: yeah McLovin that's still pretty good right
1: dude he's so dumb he, why wouldn't you put your <laughs> first name on your fake ID you fucking idiot
0: <laughs> oh man
2: I'm sure oh, you were I'm the funny. first person to ever point that out no he does
1: there's one funny line when he's like McLovin it's like you sound like a what does he say you sound like an Irish rapper or something like MC oh, yeah. <laughs> that was kind of fun. actually that's not funny either
0: <laughs> nah, that
1: movie sucks. Yeah, fuck that me. movie
0: is super bad, it's super uh, wack. All right, all right. What, uh, Adrian? What are your slappers of the? Um, uh,
2: so, I had "I Need Your Love" was what, definitely one of my what slappers.
0: Fuckers, your little butthole.
2: Um, <laughs> whoa. Um, I have a few here, but um, one of the early on in the record, actually the second song, I think. uh oh, yeah. Is great heaven um it's
0: kind of their anthem because i i remember that like i don't sorry i don't want to step on the, the part of that song but no like no go ahead, go ahead go ahead a little intro the little vocal intro i remember like i put that on the car and i just started singing it like rote just from like the other parts like oh yeah they did that like, little like gang vocals kind of thing yeah. in the
1: well i would hope you know how to count to seven kev
2: <laughs> yeah here I'll, yeah. I'll play a little bit of this intro it, it might be a little it's going to pop up it might be a little drawing so bear with me here here we go Four, five, six,
1: seven, I'm floating in a constant heaven. One, two, three, four, five, six,
0: seven, I'm floating in a constant heaven. I like how heavy that song is. Yeah, it's just muscular and like.
1: So i said the, i put in my notes maybe that's the probably angles. the most dance punk song that i think of that so,
2: era yes exactly that's exactly what i was about to say is that this song i think helps to define the rest of the record um the opening song is great Olio, and is actually a reworking of oh, an hell. earlier we'll version that. of,
1: that's, that's in mine
2: yeah that's a great it's a great song and it's actually a rework of uh of a of, um This version is a rework of something they released on their first EP, Uh, and maybe we'll play a little bit of that version when we get to Oleo, but um, I think this second song really kind of captures everything that the rest of the record is. Like you're saying, it's muscular, it's dancey, but it's still punky, it's got the the angular guitars, you know, it's got the kind of... um, sing along vocals that you just can't help but you know fucking belt out you know mm-hmm. and it just it really hits for me and and you know it's 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 really great so I'll, I'll play a little bit of the middle here so you get a kind of a, a feel of uh of the, the main thrust of the song but it, it's it's a definite slapper for me. Slapper, yeah heaven. one two
0: three four five six seven I'm floating in a constant heaven
1: The beautiful people. The beautiful people. <laughs> oh, we can't
2: talk about him right now. He's uh... <laughs> oh It's like a metal. It's like Sabbath. Oh, a
0: little
2: Totally. But I just love the baseline. I love. It's like a the Bill playing.
1: Ward
0: game
2: bill ward yeah.
0: dude. no it's rad how they come back around to the little sing-along and then just have mm-hmm. this other little yeah little movement that's all kind of loose and jammy and shit
2: it's great uh, you know and i think it sets you up for the rest of the record um you know those for that one two punch olio heaven so good
1: oh that's uh, what i had all over my notes i feel like so much of this album works in little two song pairs yeah a little totally
2: yeah. totally and the they sequence- kind of
1: the sequencing of this album is like moi. It's perfect. It's like chef's kiss of, of song to song. They play so well into each other. It's amazing.
2: Definitely. So another slapper I had is House of Jealous Lovers, which is kind of the the main, you know, it's As probably of, their signature song. Yeah. Um, we got to hear that. We we can hear a little bit of that. Um, but I think the, the other song that I really did want to talk about was uh, Love is All uh mm-hmm. which is is um my other slapper and That's I think
1: low key slapper.
2: I think for me like I, House of Jealous Leverage is great and I'm sure we'll we'll get to talk to that in a minute here. But um Love is all is just another song that really captures another aspect of this record because as much as this record is dance punk, they do mix it up. You know, there's all these other little songs, you know yeah. uh where where it's kind of um not paired back because it's still kind of in the same vibe, but it's just another it, they shift into another gear like they have colors to this like it's not just a one note thing and I think that's the problem with a lot of the other dance punk bands is they only had one thing that they beat into the ground it's and relentless. that was yeah. it
0: it's it's, relentless yeah. no, even no, I'm, I'm going to be all no. punchy and snarky and then, yeah, and then it's go a, ahead AJ. It's, it's not a personality
2: Um, but this so this record and it has because it has those songs and it has all of these different sort of you know things that they're trying out. I think it that's why it stands out and stands the test of time, is because they're like, you know what? We're not just gonna be this one note band. We are gonna have kind of a more ballady song or a more downtrodden song to mix it up. And I think Love Is All is a good example of kind of another kind of it's still kind of higher energy and 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 you know, kind of exuberant, but just it's a different sound, and and I, I'll play a little bit of it here. I
1: had before we hit. I just in my notes. I had this song sounds like Big Star on Ecstasy.
0: <laughs> it sounds yeah, like that. I mean, I don't have it as a bop. I have it as a flop actually, because like, whatever. Oh, yeah, I don't, Interesting. But but uh, as my notes, I did say there's a weird Big Star riff. In it. it sounds
1: like that '70s show song the on the yeah.
0: song or whatever.
2: Oh yeah. Anyways, okay. Well, let's um, let's hear a little bit
0: here. Gets a
3: little
0: bump. I yeah. Hanging out. And the like cowbell, too. It's like. Totally. It's like something out of Radio City.
1: I put in my notes that's country gone clubbing, baby. <laughs>
0: Is that a uh, band, Love is All, who will probably be covered? Oh, I point? have that in my notes,
1: too. I put, Remember the band, Love is All?
0: They were I Swedish? don't know. I they say they were Swedish. Did I they believe exist? they were Swedish. <laughs> yes, did they, they did. No, more so did not exist.
1: I heard a lot of talk, but never heard anybody that actually. <laughs>
0: <did>. <laughs> I, to, I like that record. Not to call you out, but uh, I believe Adrian has a CD. I, uh, I,
2: I definitely did. I have, a, I have that record i do what's the deal I like it's, that.
1: it's nine times the same nine times song
2: that's over and over yeah. well, one
1: me... song played nine times <laughs>
2: Wait, what um no 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 come on now no, the it's,
1: album um... title is called nine times the same song yeah
2: the same they're thing. they're a very kind of exuberant pop kind of thing and and it works if, if they if they did in fact name themselves after this song i think that their sound is very much kind of in in the same you know vibe as this as this song it's just happy exuberant yeah. uh well maybe not happy but it's exuberant ex- energetic just up all uh, you know party uh, and happy and whatever the, Love it was is like all.
0: scandinavia scandinavia was coming for coming for us at some point
2: yeah <laughs> i said no thanks they try to, to do they they try to do their like, own invasion
0: yeah you have like new and <laughs> bands yeah a little scandi invasion
1: Scandi Invasion um, The beginning of Love Is All Reminded me a lot of I think the same year that Deer Hoof album came out uh,
3: mm-hmm. Kind of
1: has that similar Guitar vibe Definitely kind yeah. of the, What's the, that album? The one with the apple core on the cover? Apple-O? Yes yeah,
0: Apple-O. That one's great
1: That's great We gotta do a, a Deer Hoof For sure a
0: good little noise rock album A little later yeah. Later noise rock album Yeah
1: That's a band I've been meaning to revisit
2: it's interesting yeah. you say that because i did recent revisit but i will save my thoughts for when we cover them we, so we'll sure definitely we'll up. definitely Same do here, one also
0: 2003
2: yeah 2003 i you know i've gone on record before saying the the span from 2003 to 2004 had perhaps some of the most important seminal records of this era uh i think that that 2003 especially there's a lot of records that kind of pave the pave the way for the future and it's and yeah. i think this 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 band and this record you know echoes certainly was a part of that and that i mean that's why it was record of the year you know uh, i've
1: myself have gone on the record saying 2003 to 2004 had the most impotent and <laughs> seminal records <laughs> of any era interesting interesting God, i'm joking i think you might be right and that's why we're doing the pod oh,
0: yeah. Bangers on here, but you also have shit like uh, bands that don't exist, like the Rens. They don't exist. Oh, no.
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, Boring, boring boy. Metric. Um, all right, but I'll, I'll, I'll let, uh, I'll let Noah. You can take over now. What, what are your slaps?
1: So you said basically both of my slappers. I need love, and love is all I love. Love, love is love is love is love. Um, yep. so I'll go with a low key slapper. And it's the first song, uh, Oleo, which I think it's like a good like mission statement. Like it's a good like intro. Like this is what you're in for. Um, yeah. I said at points it almost sounds like at the driving almost sometimes. <laughs> and then I said much like I said that other song was like Big Star on ecstasy. This is like Robert Smith on ecstasy. His voice. <laughs>
0: I'm pretty sure Robert Smith was on ecstasy. Oh, yeah. Yeah.
1: What? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Definitely.
2: He's like, put so it in my Smith rest- on
0: more ecstasy. <laughs> put it in my butt.
2: Um. So here's here's a little bit of oleo. Shout opening out, song. Robert Smith.
0: One day. Celebrity day,
1: That's the, song. that's the the song reacts. that's the song i keep revisiting and it's funny i thought that the album would maybe sound a little more like that song and i think if it was just that tone it would get old really fast like a lot of times i love a lot of i'll like like techno and house music for like one song like i don't want to listen to like five of those in a row yeah
0: because it's not really album music it's like yeah you would definitely
2: sing single it's definitely single on, based
0: and that, but that would unfold for a whole side of a record. So it'd be like yeah. thirteen minutes. I love that,
1: that part where yeah. he says like "Phantasmagoria." <laughs> <That's, laughs> that part's just cool. I just put this is like a mission statement of a song. Like it's like they're so well defined on this song, just in one the first song. I think it's great that they put it as the first song.
3: Yeah, I think it's, most it's people stable. will think
1: of them as House of House of Jealous Lovers that sound, but I like the more housey kind of music that they do. Um, I like it had that I agree, little like yeah. Morse, that little Morse code beat that they have, which is a very tight song. It's like very, it's clean sounding, but like still is like kind of has a spookiness to it. That's like kind of the cure Robert Smith vibe on it.
2: Yeah. It's definitely got like a weird sort of uh, darkness might be too far, but it's got some, something, some kind of, um, yeah purple vibe to it for sure uh do you guys want to hear the do you guys want to hear the original uh, version of it which
0: was yeah uh, i I also
1: listened to that it's a little dinky sounding (laughs) Like
2: bedroom
0: i dug it i listened to it today and dug it but yeah definitely give it a give it
1: yeah yeah, give it a whirl
0: i
2: think i said it was on their uh first ep i think this is actually kind of their first
0: album it's like a mini it's a mini mini,
2: it's like a mini lp but anyways here's a little
0: bit LP is what we call it in the business
2: here's a little bit of the original Oleo.
1: You know what it sounds like? It kind of sounds like Fun Machine.
2: A little <laughs> bit. Shout oh, out Fun Machine. A little oh,
0: yeah no it does sound like fun machine and like (laughs) there was this whole like uh, i probably had listened to
1: that album right before we went to like band practice
0: but there was this whole (laughs) scene of bands i don't know i don't think they were from one place or another but it was like that synth punk thing there's like that band like the Mm. blue Meanies, and like hot hot heat which kind of came out of that yeah the original hot yeah but i think
1: the rapture on this album just goes so next level over yeah yeah it's a glove They're Jordan. Those those fucking groups are Barkley,
2: homie. Yeah, this is definitely like the the I don't know, like the Casio version of of the yeah you know, whatever. It's 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 just the lower, cheaper version. It's not and without I think, its charm, but yeah, exactly. It it works. It's a great version of the song, but it's nothing compared to what where they would take it, where yeah, the DFA that thing would take it. it.
0: I gave it a listen to for the first time today. Um, I dug it. Yeah, like it definitely. It was a lot more to the late '90s, you know. It was 1999, mm-hmm. I think, when it came out. But like, no, you're saying like, like at the drive-in and stuff, and it, it's different. But it's also of those kind of like rinky kind of post-hardcore bands that were kind of getting into more mm-hmm. different territories and things sonically. So yeah, that's definitely um
1: yeah. So I think well, we named all of our my slappers.
0: Yeah.
2: Before we move on, though, I think we definitely need to hear House of Jealous Lovers because it is yeah sort of their signature a tune
0: fucking mission statement
2: it really is and you know the version For on him. here is a little bit shorter than the single version which i think is comes out to like seven minutes Yeah. um but it's still it is an all-time banger like i think of the of the record I think "House of Jealous Lovers" and "I Need Your Love." Those two will stand the test of time. You can put those on in 2050, in you know, in 2021, in 2003, and oh. in every era, it will fucking bang. Dude, you know?
1: I would not be surprised if like the weekend's next hit is like, "What does that sound like?" Oh, he's ripping off "House of Jealous <laughs> Lovers." You know, it's like I'm, I'm surprised that this, like they were saying, in 15 years when it's having this revival. I think he just undershot it a little bit, like maybe twenty years. I think this is right to like kids getting into this shit and like because it's so. Yeah, I, think,
0: I think Schreiber was just like three years off of about his years off, like your yeah. 18th anniversary of this album. <laughs> yeah, us <laughs> oh, album an adult. Sorry, I didn't mean to Ooh, uh, jump in there.
2: Oh, here we was, go. That
0: was perfect timing.
2: a little bit more of a meaty part here hold on one second
1: get to the counting i also in my notes i have the count from sesame street loves this album (laughs) a lot of counting
2: (laughs) so I mean, that song has all of the elements. It has the cowbell. It has the textures, the '80s textures. It has the decadence. It has the partying. It has the darkness. It has all it of has the like elements. It has a little
0: runway, like fashion music vibe to it. Totally, yeah, totally.
2: Yeah. it
1: is like it's like paparazzo taking pictures.
2: It's kind of skeezy, but in a fun way, you know. Like it's yeah. like it's this is, you know
1: what this is. This is Paris Hilton stumbling out of her lambo on like rodeo drive you know with her her bottom parts hanging out
2: <laughs> <laughs> it is of that era of the of like of young you know post 911 where i think people were you know around 2003 i think 2002 2003 people were starting to kind of go back into the yeah. the partying and, and kind
1: Perez. of Perez Hilton doing coke with Paris Hilton <laughs> at the
2: Hilton. I mean, you're not New wrong. City, you're not, not wrong.
1: This is such uh, an East Coast West Coast album, though. Too, like it makes sense they're from the West Coast.
0: Yeah, it's sad. it is the making like of a both. Band that, like, I yeah. yeah. All right,
2: are you guys ready to move on to uh, our flops of the record?
1: Yeah, and I only have slight flops, I have to say. Yeah,
0: even my flops, I'm saying but I kind of had to be a little nitpicky, but go ahead.
2: All right, well, uh, I'll start off with my wax here. So uh, I actually only have one, and it's not really a whack, per se. Uh, I, I, would, I would say it's a neither. Uh, I think that it's a fine song. I don't know if it's necessarily on the record, necessary on the record. Uh, it's Infatuation, which closes the record out
1: yeah slight, interesting like,
2: song slight. it's you know it's kind of a little bit more it ends it ends on kind of a more down note uh which works Come down song come down song yes exactly i like it but i don't know if it's not, i don't know if i'll i would miss it if they dropped it i think if you it's, ended it's it with good, love is all yeah this kind of exuberant sort of like send off i think that it would still work and i i totally get why they put infatuation on here i i do like it and i like the textures on the song i think it it's has a nice ch- moody ch- vibe sure.
0: it's a good come down song but it, you know it's it answers the question you got your two choices it's like do i just try to go to bed or do i call the guy you know? <laughs> and decision time you're on the clock baby I think yeah I think they uh, just chugged another beer and tried to go to bed you
1: know know. what though this song it's kind of heavy so I like the heaviness Kiki was saying that it kind of sounded like the Radiohead song exit music for a film
2: yes Yes, definitely Uh, same kind of vibe
1: but I said Uh, this album this song the last infatuation gave me like a teensy bit of like Led Zeppelin vibe like I feel like they're getting the lead out
2: Huh. Interesting. Um well let's let's hear a little bit of this. Hold on, one second.
1: It's like, "Hey lady, get behind me."
0: It's so like get through the
1: outdoors. <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm saying?
2: So again, like showing the different shades of the record and the different colors that the band yeah. can, can can accomplish. But to me, it's like, it, yeah, it's a neither. Like I, I'll take it, but I'll also leave it. Uh-huh. Uh, that's just kind of my feeling. But that that's all I had for that. Uh,
1: but like I said earlier, it's a good one-two punch of like Love Is All is the A side, Infatuation is the B side. It's a good... Yeah.
2: You you know what you're right you're absolutely right I think it it does work in the in the context uh, but I wouldn't I wouldn't be mad if if it was just the ten songs
0: you know
1: that it sounds like a secret song like the CD you're like oh time to change this. Yeah. like no wait bro boy <laughs> I got, we got one more for you
0: it's you like four twenty four twenty into the last
1: train. what was the yeah yeah yeahs one it's like people are people this oh right the <laughs> secret song on Fever to
2: tell. Well, why don't you uh, let us in on your wax, Noah?
1: So really, this is like, I'm just kind of nitpicking at this point. Hmm. And I had um, this number eight song, Killing. And I think it's a good song, but it's just maybe like we've had enough um, like Gang of Four homages, like we might not need another one. But I think this one's a little tighter. It does have kind of like a hip hop influence. Um it's kind of sounds like The Regulator's bass, that sample from the, what's his name? Michael Mickey D, uh, Michael McDonald. Um, it gave me like a little bit of Michael Jackson beat vibe. Um, and I think it's a good song, but it just sounds like a single that should just kind of be on its own, mm-hmm. like maybe not on the
0: album. I feel like that Sister Savior song similar to that too. Uh, yeah, yeah. And, and again, it's, it's, to it's another what one too.
1: Killing yeah. killing goes into Sister Saver. Yeah, that could almost be like a bonus EP if they just like threw yeah. that in with the album. I think that yeah. could be Because I think there's a 10 song. I mean, it's only 11 songs, so. EP it know. out, dude.
0: EP it out.
1: I, I wouldn't really lose any, but I guess like I could get it down to like a nine song perfect album, I think. Or eight song perfect album, but whatever
2: well i mean even in the even in the review you near know, schreiber's like i could go on i could talk about every single one of these songs but then you know what what fun would that be but the, the truth is is like every song is kind of good uh, you know at the very base level it's just it's good yeah. you know some of these are excellent songs but it's never worse than good and i think that you know do you want to
1: listen to killing
2: yeah let's play a little bit of killing here 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 yeah is killing. i just had
1: in my notes maybe unnecessary but yeah, it still slaps though. <laughs> <laughs> I take it back. Yeah, I mean, like I I'm definitely... surprised. Uh, like, that sounds like uh, like Pharrell would be on that song. Like, got to, got to know, got to go. doing his little like head weave dance that he used to always do. <laughs>
2: It's interesting you mentioned Pharrell because some of these songs definitely have uh, almost Neptune-ish kind of sparse. Spare, uh, yeah, it's space. weird because there's space. I, I that's the right yeah. word for it. There's space in these songs. Honest, there's yeah. air in these songs, which, which that is that would
1: that would be the post punk like mm-hmm. uh, new um, New England England shit, British shit, British shit, British shit. It's it's all British shit, ain't it?
0: Yeah. Is that it for your, uh, what you think does, does yeah. it Yeah.
1: And again, i said I'm picking, and I said infatuation, maybe slight dud, but that was a song that I, I found myself, it's funny. I found myself going back to the first song, Olio. And I did find myself going to the last two songs a lot mm. when I was re-listening. Like if I was just like, I want to hear a rapture song real quick and I would put on oftentimes infatuation and I would put on, oleo a lot so so i don't know i don't think there is and just hearing killing now i guess in the context of the album maybe make it a little shorter but i still think that's a good song like his vocals sound cool on that on that song it's catchy
0: yeah yeah um i would say for my flops i was i'm not a big fan of love is all it's like it sounds a little flat and i'm maybe like I don't know. Like I said, I'm being like it's real marginal what is a flop. Like nothing everything kind of works, but um yeah, just like that big star rift that's got it seems a little out of place. Um mm-hmm. but overall, you know, it's it's fine. Uh the one song though that I just I it's not bad, but it just doesn't work for me. It just kind of flops is the open your heart. It's like track three. Mm-hmm. Um it, 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 for a co- it seems a little unearned at that point in the album. It's kind of like you have like these kind of dark bangers and then you kind of get even more downtrodden and then you have like this Radiohead ass song. (laughs) And, um, and to me, I'm not a huge Radiohead fan. And I didn't understand why all these bands, I mean, Radiohead was like the biggest alternative, whatever you want to call it band at the time. But I felt like all these bands always felt they had to be like in dialogue with Radiohead. And like, I just, Think a little unnecessary,
1: Caleb. It's funny because we were saying how this album has pairs of songs that work so yeah. well together. That's the only song that doesn't really pair up. It's like the song three. Yeah,
0: so maybe that's maybe that's what kind of out it's on like an a a, island. It's an bit. issue of sequencing, but yeah, yeah. Um, like I said, it's just kind of like
1: it sounds
0: the momentum of the album a little bit in it. It's we good, should listen to it. Here. It's yeah, like almost little,
1: the exact like little drum and bass line as that David Bowie song five years the like mm. tripping through the market square slowly dying dying and then I think LCD sound system pretty much uses it again for um that New York that New York I love you but they are bringing me down that Kermit the Frog song
2: that he sings i'm really glad uh, that you said that because i think that this record is a lot of james murphy trying shit out that he would later use for LCD. yeah he was already recording lcd stuff at this time but i think that he was pulling out all of the tricks for this one and, and it also has
1: horns like that song does too
2: yeah the kind of weird muted kind of down tr- yes so here's like, a little like
0: bit of horns right
2: uh, not quite but almost yeah, almost. yeah like they're, they're sampled, bent in that almost. way Yeah, yeah. but um here's a they little they do bit straight up, up
1: sample heart. stuff on this record don't they? they
2: i think they do i i don't know yeah. it, it's so it's so well like it's so meshed into the other sounds that it, it's hard to tell what is like a kind of a sample versus what they they're like playing doctor, live.
1: dr drade it they yeah
2: like? they interpolated it basically yeah. but um here's here's a little to open up your heart
1: Tripping through the market square. Slowly dying.
3: Glam vocals. Yeah.
1: I think, Caleb, you know what that song is? It's just like, here, catch your breath, because we're about to go into like seven fucking bangers in a row. Seven slappers. I mean
2: that going into i need your love it's for sure like kind of like what you're saying is it's a little bit of a a pause before like i need your love the coming of spring house of jealous lovers like those three songs are very high energy compared Mm -hmm. to the other stuff so
0: it's a matter of it's like not timing your lines properly and that's just like
2: That is, woo boy, yeah. That is No, you know, Caleb, me. it's
1: it's time for the round two. You set them up real quick. again. It's like, should we do a couple more? It's like, I <laughs> one just barely started. It's like, fuck it. Or
0: yeah. so they depict in the movies. I oh, want to you know. know. It is,
1: it's when they were playing live. That was a bathroom break song.
0: Oh, because you just get one guy on the piano? Yeah. Uh,
1: well, no, just for the for the audience. The crowd's like, yeah. go, go re-up um, on your booze.
0: Yeah, so. the
2: guitarist goes and fucks off for a bit. Uh, whatever. <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: uh, <laughs> but
2: if, if there's any police listening, we were joking about all of the cocaine. Oh, yes.
0: Yeah. <clears throat> it's, it's, it's just strictly from uh, popular culture. That's all where we get all our references. Uh, Wu-Tang Clan albums. Uh,
2: Scorsese movies. Or-
0: we're, movies. More we're impressive. a product
2: of
1: our, our fucked up childhood.
0: Yeah, uh, Griselda <laughs> albums more recently. Um, that's everything we've ever known about cocaine. Has just been
2: experienced. Cocaine, fish scale. Cocaine. cocaine.
0: Bloods, all right. Was uh,
2: that, uh, is that all of our wax? Is there anything else? That's all of our uh, wax.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, um. Is there any like randoms you want to shout out? Because I have one. Sister Savior. I just think it's like the Mortal Combat song meets Duran Duran. Uh-
2: <laughs> i that's a great fucking description i definitely had that on my honorable mention list so um yeah, yeah and it sounds like tiger. tainted
1: tainted love as
0: well imagine like trapping like a trapping like a like a fucking record exec in an elevator <laughs> 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 like that ah, fucking listen up dude Check mortal kombat fucking... meets duran duran uh you guys look you looking forward to that mortal kombat movie that's coming out
1: probably i love the first one i saw that opening day baby
2: yeah, I think I saw okay. that around opening day too.
0: Those movies are really heartless. They have, they're like, no, they're have good. like, no emotion though. They're like. No, the first le- one
2: slaps. Compared to the, the Street Fighter movie, it's, it's fucking so much better.
1: Let's be yeah, clear. No, the true. first one slaps, Caleb. Say it. Say <laughs> All it.
0: All right. Well, well, you have to get on our Patreon to hear us talk about our movies. But uh, well, we come yeah. Back yeah. That's a future pod. Arbi- from this Here. arbitrary break. Uh, no, we'll let's go, hear so, Sister Savior.
2: Let's just. Let's play. Let's, let's just. How about we play Sister Savior into the break Quite here? Oh yeah. So here's here's nice a little morning. Sister Savior to take us to the break. Let's
3: go combat.
0: And we are back. We definitely did not go do cocaine in the bathrooms, in our respective bathrooms. Welcome back. Um, Yeah, so like all good Pitchfork review reviews, uh, we should probably rate this album. So let's uh, just go around in a little cipher, and uh, let's just give it a rating, do it Pitchfork style, so it can be 1 to 10, and uh, it'd be decimal to the 10th thereof.
1: All right, so I'm going to one-up Pitchfork on this. Give it a 9.0. I give it a 9.5. Oh. Damn. This is great. A. Party in the face of tragedy. Let's fucking throw a champagne bottle off a skyscraper. Meet me in the bathroom. Slap me. <laughs> choke me. Fuck me. Do me. Blow me. Poke me. This is everything. This shit slaps. It's just slaps. Uh, love is all indeed. <clears throat> love is love, is love is
2: love.
0: Adrian, what do you got?
2: So I was gonna say I was gonna say 8.8 8 as a as kind of a reference to 808s, which oh, you know nice. I, you hear a little bit of claps on here, and also yeah. a throwback to the era, but I also believe that this record's too good to put it in the eight so i'm gonna give it a, i'm gonna add 10 i'm gonna say it's a 9.8 almost perfect i think that whoa it works super well i'm you know it, it it's very close to a 10 i don't know what it would need to do to get a 10 but um 9.8 that's where i stand with it
0: yeah i was Even also gonna shape. give it an 8 point, i was gonna give it an 8.8 8, but then that's the that's the nazi number uh, <laughs> oh, so yeah. i don't want to get canceled So I'm actually going to do – I'm going to do my inverted of my favorite rating and do a 9.6.
1: Whoa. So you got the
0: highest. This album's fucking killer. Adrian has the highest. It's a reverse 69 for sure.
1: You know what? No, no, no. Change mine. Stop the vote. Stop the vote. (laughs) Stop the count. I give it a 9.9.
0: Whoa, up in the ante. Adrian, what would you give it, brother? (laughs)
1: 9.8. I give it 9.8, yeah
0: damn okay here we go moment of truth that brings our overall rating to 9.76 so round that bitch up 9. not pretty bad good. pretty close Not bad it. for some dorks with bases and cowbells
1: <laughs> yeah not bad at all
0: yeah yeah We turns out we really like that album Turns out this, uh, we're done here with this podcast since we actually liked an album, didn't talk a bunch of shit about it, and generally like it. So we have really nowhere to go from here. So it's been a good ride. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to thank both of you, both of my co hosts here. Um, nah. Yeah. So, uh, so, yeah. So, as we said, it has a 9.8 rating uh, amongst the people. But let's go to the only uh, scale that really matters, and that is the smooth scale. So, would you rather listen to the number of tracks on this album, or listen to Grammy Award-winning 1999 hit "Smooth" by Carlos Santana, featuring Rob Thomas and Matchbox Twenty, from the uh, platinum-selling album *Supernatural*? An equal amount of times.
1: Okay, so for me, I would be on such a high off of this 11-song album.
0: I would call a guy
1: that I would call. I'd get secure the bag, and I'd be <laughs> like, "What else could I listen to?" I could listen to this album again or I could listen to just smooth 11 times, but not as a, I'd rather listen to smooth 11 times. It's kind of just like, let's keep this vibe going. So I, th- I think they go hand in hand. They're both just powerful pieces of songwriting <laughs> <laughs> and production. And it's a vibe. It's, 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 it's musical, you know, it's a bump. It's a little bump. <laughs> <laughs> If you're a sober guy like if you're a sober guy like my, you know, you look for those those um, nature's bumps, if you will,
0: <laughs> an auditory. Yeah, bump. like jumping in a cold lake,
1: you like
0: jumping in a cold lake,
1: like the uh, cocoa plant.
0: Aaron, <laughs> this uh? How do you, where does this smooth with you?
2: Yeah, so I'm gonna agree. I think, you know, this record's too good uh to to not listen to all the way through but as as no mentioned like why wouldn't you want to keep the party vibe going I know infatuation (laughs) you know is the calm down but maybe after that calm down maybe it's 6 a.m you're looking at the sun rising you're yeah contemplating your life a little bit and then you you reach into your pocket and what's this another another rock <laughs> a small enough rock to get another line and that my friends is smooth so i think Let's you append this to that. the end of smooth yes i gotta wait this, this to the end of the record and it's uh <laughs> and and you're just on your way
0: Hell ahead, yeah, caleb All right, so here's here's how i would rate it on the smooth scale what i'm gonna do is i'll call my guy papa murphy i'm gonna go hey I need you to get in the lab right now. I need you to make me a one-to-one remix album. And that is every song on this album followed by Smooth. (laughs) For a total of 22 tracks or 24 tracks or whatever. (laughs) And that's what I'm listening to all night. Yeah, Until The, the bag runs out.
1: Let's listen to like the last 10 seconds of Infatuation and then let's hear the first like 20 seconds of Smooth. If we can do that.
2: Uh, give me one.
0: I'm going to have to make a new <laughs> We're gonna get our audio expert here. This is the most advanced thing we've ever had to do uh, technically <laughs> on this.
1: And again, again, Caleb, shout out our company, Harvey Scissorhands Records. We will edit your albums. <laughs> yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll either edit your LPs down to EPs or we'll make your EPs into LPs by LPs. Mix, mixing and matching smooth
0: whatever We've, you want well if you have a single we'll make your whole album by just playing it 12 times we
1: have yet to get the rights from Sant- Santana but we're working on it
0: yeah he's a local guy he's local he's we'll here in the mission.
1: he's
2: around alright I got this queued up are you guys ready yeah. for infatuation into smooth smooth
0: infatuation <laughs>
2: Not bad. That works surprisingly well. <laughs>
3: fucking perfect.
1: The night ain't over yet. No. He <laughs> yeah,
3: answered the test no
1: way. <laughs> <laughs> Those drums are like on point too, like uh yeah. for, for drums.
0: <laughs> rotocoms or something. Those guitars on.
1: too, it's a little like it's a little distorted, a
0: little out there. Yeah. not bad fuck, not bad at all. yeah Man, yeah we're really riding it out this time um yeah what, whatever happened to this band uh i believe they made some albums um, yeah. i listened to their follow-up pieces of the ones we love i bought that, that album that album sounds like a fucking gap commercial it is <laughs> yeah not good at all um, they
1: really tried to cross over for real yeah f-
0: yeah they had aspirations and um yeah, it was kind of a dud, kind of a letdown, kind of a come down, kind of a bunk sack. They smoothed out know. all of
2: the edges, I think, and that that fucked yeah. them up a little bit. Danger Mouse,
1: dude, change your name to Boring Mouse. Change your name <laughs> to Safe Mouse. It's like every piece of music he made, besides like the gnarls Barkley crazy song, is just like That's middle of the road, yeah. of the road crap. Like, do you remember that? What was his band? He made the bells. It was like him and oh, the broken
2: bells. Broken bells. Right? The dude. from the, the shins,
1: shins guy. I
2: actually like those records, but I, I agree. They're not <laughs> they're not very they're not very interesting, let's say that.
0: That like, guy got so much fucking work in this era. It's insane. He how was much one of I the guys, got, the mashup he got some booked.
1: People forgot that like hip hop exists and they were like mesmerized by like this mashup bullshit. And it like spawned <laughs> so many careers. It was weird.
2: It really did, but yeah, the Rapture. They ended up what two, maybe three other records after this. I think it's two other records after this. Two. Um,
1: one is like their major label. The second one, and then they they came back to DFA. Um, there's, I would say, because I bought that album, the uh, pieces of the people you love, and I think there's like one good song on it. It's kind of like their single that, like, yeah, huh, all right, oh, right.
0: yeah. It's called "Woo," all right, yeah. oh uh, yeah, Uh huh. Yeah, uh-huh. Uh-huh.
1: But it's just boring. It's boring music.
2: Yeah. I think uh, they had what for me, <clears throat> and I definitely listened to their their next couple of records. Just gave them a chance because I like that. I like the echo so much that it was hard not to like dig in.
1: You like but, Pink Floyd yeah of course like echoes pink floyd Colin, greatest hits
2: the their best of of course um but i think that they they had one more amazing jam in them and um for me that was how deep is your love which yes it really really leans into the house like the pianos the the drums yeah um i can play a little bit of it here but i think you look at that
1: on spotify too adrian that has like almost as many plays as house of jealous lovers does which is crazy i think echoes has the most because it was used in like pop culture the most but...
2: well i'm actually looking at it now and um how deep is your love has 22 million it is their number one most popular song
1: uh see there you go
2: and i think that i mean for a reason it, is that it...
1: europeans weighing in on it <laughs> do
0: people think it's the is a bg's cover maybe uh <laughs> maybe.
2: Yeah, probably but uh here here's a little bit of that. Just just a little taste. I love you when you're right next to me. Okay.
3: The mountains weep for them. Of the feeling I have. Like a pause.
1: Oh girl. Dog
2: dog 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 turn. Paris <laughs> is burning bitch. Yeah. So that that song I love I really yeah. love that song. And when it came out, I definitely listened to it on repeat for, for months. Um but other than that, that, you listening, you listening to that song.
0: I had no yeah. idea that song existed until now. It's a
2: great it, you should check it out. It's a great tune. That's
0: yeah, it's a cool little ditty.
2: Everything else has been is, is kind of forgettable, but that they you know they prove that they at least had one more jam in them. I, have I think a, oh go ahead, AJ. No, I'm just gonna just to finish up on the where they are. I, I believe they broke up in like 2014 and then in Aww. 2017 they came back together or 20 maybe 2019 2017 around there so they're they're officially back together i don't know if they're working on anything or if you know, who is COVID's it, is, kind it of threw- is
1: it just the singer Jenner? i think it's what's
2: i think it's it? most of the band is back together again i i don't i, I don't feel, know I feel if-
1: bad we haven't like said these guys names We, we oh talk yeah about papa murphy but they are like the singer is what's his name Jenner. So
2: Luke Luke Jenner is the singer, um, and the drummer is uh Vito Roccaforte, which awesome name. Oh. Hey, um, they, have great,
1: they have great names in this band for sure. Um what's the other guy's name?
2: Uh, G- there's Gabriel Andruzzi, Maddie yeah. Safer, oh, Brooks Maddie Bonston, Safer. and uh, Christopher Relia. Yeah, so hell yeah. yeah, so they you know some paisanos, yeah. They... <laughs> um <laughs> So yeah, they're they're still out there. They're still you know doing it. At at some point, I'm sure we'll hear more. How from
1: old them. Are they? Forty three. I'm sure
0: know. they're Five? in i I'll go into their forties.
1: I hope they it's made our, a shit ton of money off of like House of Jealous
2: Lovers and stuff. And oh, I don't yeah. know about I don't know if they made a shit ton of money, but at least they they'll you know have what? that indelible. Where they're forever. gonna
0: have a second career? or a sec? I mean. Uh, I don't know how their careers doing right now, but where they could have like a second like rebirth would be just on how, how popular, like kind of the fashion, the runway and drag shit is these days. And like having that, like leaning into oh, that. Oh
3: yeah.
1: I think this album has a place in like, well, I shouldn't speak for queer culture, but you got to, this has got to be up there with like the scissor sisters or something, you know, like two thousands, like kind of, Like you would hear this
0: aged so well,
1: (laughs) but I mean, you would hear some of these songs at like a pride parade, right?
0: Oh yeah, you could. Yeah. I don't know. Like I said, I can't speak to
1: that. that, Yeah.
0: I am just saying, like within the zeitgeist now, it's like, I could definitely see them having a place within that. And it would definitely, Caleb, that is popular culture. Now
1: our, our show, our family drama show that we're writing that takes place in the two thousands. Post nine eleven, House of Jealous Lovers would definitely play on the soundtrack of like. Oh
0: yeah, the show that we're making based on that tweet.
1: Yeah, the part where the kid smokes weed and he's like, yeah. Or this the, Adrian, the did daughter you that, that tweet was somebody cutting.
0: tweeted. So they Adrian. said that like that. Uh, um, what was it, Noah? That uh, oh, in nineteen eighty eight, the Wonder Years came out and they. Made a show that took place in 1968. The equivalent today oh. would be if a show came out that took place in 2001. Yeah, yeah like right, it. right, right.
1: So it would be like clap your hands, say yeah. it Would be on the soundtrack. <laughs> this would be on the soundtrack. We'll start. <laughs> that'll be on our Patreon. We'll we'll start scripting that show. Doing like radio plays.
0: We'll do like a project greenlight type thing, it's but like, on a podcast.
1: What's oxycotton? I gotta go
0: to Iraq. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Oh. Uh, does anyone have any personal anecdotes about this band like not other than cocaine that we've never done uh, or um just that lot was, lot was
1: like a big that? you know youthful album for me dance
0: yeah, totally dance yeah,
1: i adrian's danced my ass off birthday, to this too. in my living room
0: adrian's got um, a birthday coming up yeah it just makes you feel youthful you know so. it, it
2: certainly does it, de- it definitely takes you back to that kind of joyful exuberance where you just don't give a fuck for sure, I I don't know I I I'm kind of bummed that I never saw these guys live. Uh, yeah, because I, I think like- that seeing them live, they probably fucking kick ass. But who knows, you know? Maybe and maybe we'll get a chance uh, in in twenty twenty one and beyond. Now that yeah,
1: it, it kind of seemed like when they were were touring, they were so tapped into like the festival circuit that you would never have a chance to see them at like an actual like just yeah, a like club. Yeah. club out here in the bay or like you know where la santa barbara or something you know
2: right well i mean that's kind of the thing is like they kind of blew up after this and sort of i mean they're directly after this they went on a big tour with the cure and you know a bunch of yeah. other bands so
1: can we uh real quick just the where are they now can we play this song that was off their last studio album from 2000 when was it 12 11
2: uh i believe 2011 yes
1: And that's called um, Grace Grace of Your Love or something?
2: The the record is called In the Grace of Your Love.
1: Okay. Um, There's a a song on that album called It Takes Time to Be a Man. And I was shocked when I heard this. It was one of those things when Spotify was done playing the record, it played this next song. And I was like, what the fuck? the rapture went like full dad rock. Like it sounds like train or it sounds like the band train. It sounds like, you know, in That's the a
0: bad thing to sound like train
1: <laughs> soul sister train, smooth, smooth, obliterated trains career. It's like Santana's <laughs> like, it's like, guys sit on the bench. You're done. I, de- yeah. I destroyed you with this song. You'll never get there. You'll never be on my level. Um,
0: train some uh, some local boys There's
1: some sf bros, baby, baby. they're in the punk rock. They were like the drummer was in wipers. No, I don't know if that's true,
0: <laughs> but uh, Portland
1: or Flipper, <laughs> Flipper, <laughs> Flipper. There you go. got that. They really um, have the
0: least amount of punk, but, but this there. song, this
1: song off there, 2011, it takes time to be a man. It sounds like Justin Timberlake, sounds like train. I don't know. Can we get it? It's t- funny.
2: It's funny that you mentioned Justin Timberlake because he actually used House of Jealous Lovers um, for Sexy Back. They, they, when they were recording that, that was kind of a touchdown. And on the tour, following that record, they would play House of Jealous Lovers as his intro song. So, uh, so he was trying to do
1: groove, groove Robin, him and
2: Timberlake. got me
0: all horned up for this song, dude. Let's, let's give it a taste.
2: Here's, here is a little bit of It Takes Time to Be a Man.
0: You gum the
2: bag.
1: Come on, baby. Come on, darling. So, fat
3: chicken. i bet you can will <laughs> i i bet you can get what you want. Come on, baby. Come on darling. <laughs>
1: I was like shocked how, like, middle of the road white boy groovy that shit sounds. (laughs) I was like, what? That was bad. Talk about losing your edge. Would you guys all have like 10 kids or
0: something? Talk about (laughs) never losing your virginity with a song like that. What the ball? That's like a song you like, somebody's never had sex thinks what sex sounds like. <laughs> yeah, it's, <sexy. laughs> it's like an incel. It's like, oh man, oh, when boy. a woman finally lets me have sex with her, I'm, the music that's going to be playing is going to be like this.
1: Or it's like, like people that think like, you got to play music when you're having, I mean, it's fun to have sex while listening to music, but it's, it's not essential. Like you don't have to be like, hang on. Uh, yeah. Let me go to the record player. <laughs> I got to put on Probably sexy back.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, uh, totally. Anyways, are we good? What What's next?
0: Yeah, I think, we, I think we've good. I think what's next is, uh, let's turn it over to the game master, Noah. What do you got for us? This, uh,
1: so the this game, I did a, another round of Pitchfork Prices Right, and I did the sophomore slump or bump. <laughs> I, I just uh, collected sophomore albums that were reviewed on Pitchfork, and I'll let you guys guess. Um, and whoever's closest without going over wins. You'll guess the rating, what you think Pitchfork gave it.
0: Okay, so Noah, I don't mean to complicate, it, but I, so you said slump or bump, which I think is great. Great. Uh, what would what sl- what side of the rating would slump be and then what would bump be? I think
1: a slump would be because if a if a debut album was a best new music I think anything under an 8 would be considered a slump and they would be kind of dismissive of it. Got
2: it. Got it. All right. Yeah.
1: Would you agree, Adrian?
2: That sounds right to me. Yeah. Let's, uh, okay. let's do it up.
1: So the first one is our old friend uh, the Rapture, and I guess it's technically their third album, but whatever. It's uh, Pieces of the People We Love from 2006. What do you think Pitchfork gave it?
0: Definitely a slump. Yeah, slump. What, what would you uh point wise? What's your guess?
2: I'm going to say it's in the sevens. I'm going to say like a 7-7. Seven, seven.
0: I'm going to say okay. slump and then gave it, I feel like 2006, I would have been reading Pitchfork pretty regularly. And I feel like I have flashes of me being like, ooh. <laughs> um, I feel like they gave it like a six point eight. Oh, maybe you're that's,
1: right. Caleb, that's what I thought, Caleb. I thought they slammed it, but then I realized they were kind of
0: like they, they were too invested.
1: <laughs> they were really, like, no, they were really into danger mouse at the time. So uh, okay, he produced that album. So they gave it a seven point eight. Oh, okay. Dude, Adrian, Adrian. gets that. All know. right. Next is our old friends. Well, maybe our old foes, depending on who you ask. <laughs> Clap your hands, say yeah. Oof. Their 2007 album, Some Loud Thunder. Oh. Thumbnail, so, That album has aged so. In the last week since we
2: listened to it, <laughs> <laughs> it's right. aged worse. I will say that. <laughs> Like you like you like he mentioned, Noah, when um I
0: haven't had to think about it until now. Well, like you mentioned,
2: Noah, when the radio comes on after a record plays, uh, for this one, one of the times I was listening to it, um Skin of Your Country Yellow Teeth came on, and I was immediately like, Nope, I'm
0: done with that. <laughs> we have moved as a society, we have moved past
2: yeah, now
1: once so, once every ten years for that album. All right, two thousand seven. I'm gonna say, Thunder, 2007. I'm you- say
2: slump and I think they gave it like a five point eight. Whoa, Caleb! I'm
0: gonna go slump. I think they get like a seven-two.
1: Damn, Caleb on the head, hit it on the head. Seven-two. Adrian, I was with you. I thought they fucking clown dunked on that album. But again, they had, they were the boys. They crowned them, so they kind of had to like
2: show their support. Uh, Can't Can't really. Looks a little embarrassing if you slam them right (laughs) now.
1: I know it's so
0: contrived. What does that say about you?
1: Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Um, okay here we go 2008 the album is tapes and tapes walk it off which may have also had a danger mouse involved i can't quite remember but
2: yeah i i have to go slump on that because i can't imagine that they would give it a better review than that first one and i i like that first one and, and actually me and caleb we we saw them live we'll definitely do that uh,
0: album. yeah that album's definitely happening
2: so I'm gonna say slump, and I'm gonna say they probably gave it like a six-six.
0: I want to say slump, and they probably gave it a seven-point-five.
1: <clears throat> you guys are both over five-point-nine. Oh me.
0: shit! Yikes. They turned their
1: back on this album.
0: Now I must <laughs> turn my back on you.
1: <laughs> um, Yikes. Okay. Next one. This one shocked me. It must have
0: really fucked up.
1: Yeah. 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 <laughs> Show your bones.
2: Oh. I'm gonna say bump. I think I think that oh, they maybe. Oh six, oh six. I think that they I think that as much as they they praised um, fever to tell, I think that maybe they gave this one a better. Although, hmm. Now I'm second guessing myself because I don't know if it got a best music. I'm gonna say bump and I'm gonna say I'm gonna say 8.2. Caleb. I'm gonna
0: say they gave it a bump, but like the bb bump like the bare minimum so it's probably like an 80 percent like the quality of coke it wait been. what do you
1: think they gave fucking fever to tell you think they gave it below like nine An eight they probably gave that like an 8.5 right yeah i don't know but kev what'd you like say eight oh uh, again they slammed this thing 6.8 oh. oh
0: shit oh wow
1: but I feel like it was one of those albums that the reviewer slammed it, but then it like somehow Shriver pushed it, into it top 50 by the end of the year, where it, like made the list.
2: There he are a few albums that like that
1: all yeah. the time. It was like, like wait, was what the <laughs> You
2: guys can't be trusted.
1: <laughs> well, I think it's,
2: I mean, you know, it comes from having a lot of different perspectives, obviously, but yeah. I think that that record especially was kind of coming off of Fever to Tell. I think that that there's a lot of expectations that were not necessarily uh, met but in hindsight like you see what they were doing with that record because i actually just recently listened to those two records and i actually think that that one might you could you could argue that that one's better than the first one you could argue that yeah, I, I wouldn't but it's it's I still argument. like the first one it, but... it's very good it is very good okay but, last
1: it's uh, last going. one last but not least chavo's ghost And the album is (laughs) "The Ghost of Chavo Returns" from 2007.
0: Well, okay, so you made that one, but um... that album was so personal to me. Like, I don't
1: remember Chavo's ghost. They they're from the smell that LA scene.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, they they kind of sound like Mika Miko. They have like members of Miko Mika. Yeah, the dude,
1: the drummer from. no age produced it
0: yeah they're really like kind of like percussive tracks. <laughs> actually the
1: original and, uh... drummer from uh ava also <laughs> produced it yeah. every drummer from every la smell band somehow produced this album
0: yeah
2: all right well with that information i'm gonna say bump and i'm gonna say 9.3
0: I don't I feel like they were really hit they liked No Age, but I don't think they liked the harder, more like out yeah. there stuff. And I feel like Chavo's Ghost was more in line with um like that kind of more out there freaky LA shit. So I, I i I like standard what they give like experimental music, I guess six eight or seven, seven three. Caleb,
1: seven, three. Caleb you got it. Six point nine. what it was was, they they had a eponymous ep just called chavo's ghost and it was like real crazy and then the ghost of chavo's ghost was produced by like dave friedman and it got like real middle of the road
0: yeah kind (laughs) of lost it yeah well all
1: right caleb let's set us up for the next
0: Episode. Yeah, so uh, thank you for joining us for uh, the, the, rapturous, the rapturous review that we gave this. Uh, Loved, this uh, it. Loved it. Echoes. Uh, Loved it. Thank you for joining us uh, for next week. Or whenever you hear this, bust out the kind kind in a comfy shawl. <laughs> Maybe find a garden or a meadow or some shit. Because we're getting into Joanna Newsom's Yees for our next install. Yeesh. Is it Yeesh? Yeesh? I think it's Yeesh. Right. yeesh. Sinus. And off. as always. What made Milwaukee famous? (laughs)
1: Later. Hit the music.
3: Peace.